This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. We may need some moderation. We may need some vote control. <laughs> As we badmouth classic rock guts. <laughs> Don't be mad, leave us alone. <laughs> Hey, listener, please enjoy the show. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to stop it there, but I did love the backing. I was like kind of half-hearted. Yeah, Yeah, I was was in the bass. Oh, yeah. I I thought Zach was doing the rhythm. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you. Spoiler alert. I'd like to thank you for listening to our spoiler etiquette show that we did last week where we completely spoiled the little mermaid we apologize to all of you who hadn't listened to Little yeah hadn't listened to the little real hadn't watched little mermaid yeah and listen to our podcast it's better than half the people in the comments that spoiled something oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so many there was so many spoilers in their comment sections <laughs> i thought the same thing like someone dropped like, something and i was like wait a minute yeah can <laughs> we was, say that there's at least one I, th- I can't remember who it was but they're like well there was this movie that had spoiler or this movie was spoiler i'm like thank you thank you for not just saying what happens in endgame uh, but I oh, oh, oh calling someone out. I don't remember. Just, I, I just remember gifts. Steve Hansen said, "I was thinking of your punishments, and nothing seems more appropriate than an impending slap, like in the How I Met Your Mother episode, Slaps Giving." So uh, if you've yeah. seen How I Met Spoiler Your Mother, alert. just uh, just slap him. Why yeah. not? Okay, because that's like a good kick in the shin, like you were saying, Joel. But it's more it's more you you earn a slap. You don't necessarily get it right then. You just know that one free it's slap coming one is day. coming. Okay, which hey, I think was a great. You spoiled a movie. Here's some assault. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> you're welcome. And then the Christy Barbara says, I love every time that Joel yells across a fictional room in this episode. He sounds like Brian Regan. <laughs> oh, and, uh, well, that's not good. Kudos it to is. Kent for Super the annoying. Kudos to Kent for the law acronym. Yeah, that's Bacon Bible. If you ask me, I don't know. I'm just trying to make that a thing. Oh. Hey, I'll take it. Yeah. And then there was a couple also just some comments. Once again, good job on the art, Kent. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The bacon ads. Were it's kind of well niche, received. should we it say? Is. Very much so. Yeah. If, if you know it, you know it. Yeah. If you don't, yeah. sorry. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? We are delving into the not at all passionate world of 70s classic rock. We have done 80s new wave. Yeah. yeah. 90s alternative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2000s rock. And rock 2000s alternative. Rock alternative. Whatever alternative was you're in the two thousands, right? Along with the slew of one-hit wonders as well, yeah. generation. Yeah, I think we did hip hop in the nineties as well. There was an R and B, R and B, bacon bit, uh, bacon bit for uh, one-hit wonders. And yeah. generally, like every decade has its mega stars, but now we're tackling the seventies, where seventies almost every band is considered sacred. Listener, get, get your dad. Bring him in the room. Yeah. Let him listen to this. Yeah. Maybe don't, because we're going to make a lot of dads mad on this yeah. episode. Yeah, <laughs> filter. Filter this. <laughs> Pretend Say, you're Joel. Sorry, and, dads. And you're about to show this to his kids. Now, listener, you may be thinking, why are you guys talking about 70s rock when literally not one of you was born in the 70s? That's true. That's a good question. <laughs> because I had older brothers and a father mm-hmm. who were very passionate in the uh, classic rock genre. Uh, thank you, by the way, Dad, Spence, Mike, Brent. Not Mike. You didn't listen well, to the 70s. And it's not unusual to listen to music that came out before you were born. I think it is now. You think so? Yeah, I think it is now. I think young kids these days, get off my lawn, <laughs> don't really care about culture that preceded them. But I think we saw it, especially like in junior high, high school, 
a lot of people that maybe consider themselves hipster mm-hmm. or wanted to be old school listen to classic rock. Yeah. They drove certain vehicles. Well, they they blasted this music. They dressed a certain way. It was to represent it, this. It was an era. Like mm-hmm. you you there was definitely a feel to seventies rock. Yes, it carried on to the eighties. It even carried on to the nineties. Black light posters. Yeah, you see that Pink Floyd poster kind of everywhere mm-hmm. about you know or, or Grateful Dead. Grateful Dead patches or something. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And so we actually were very painstaking about our process this time because we couldn't just pick. We had our favorites, of mm-hmm. course. But uh, and so we did. Uh, first of all, we kind of compiled like, you know, lists of other people's lists out there, put them all together, had a ton to pick from. Mm-hmm. And then we whittled it down based on number of hits, based on 70s ness. Yes. And then we also went to our consultants. <laughs> Is this the first show where we've each had a consultant? I think so, because uh, Ken, uh, Zach and I both went to our fathers yeah. Yeah. and passed them the list and then the bracket and said, which we have a bracket. Were they pretty passionate com. about this decade in music? My dad had definite things to say okay. about this and like, oh, you got to make sure you include this one. Uh, that one's not really rock. You know, let's kind of mm-hmm. put it out there. Yeah. And then you had your buddy Griff. Yeah, my buddy Griff. He is like a junkie for this kind of music. He is the stereotypical classic rock lover where mm-hmm. he was born in 1979, so he didn't really experience it either, but now lives through this music. Jam bands are his jam. Yeah. And so, yeah, and even to these people we went to, it's very sacred. And yes, there will be some bands we know that are not on this bracket. Yes. We're saving them. Don't get mad. We will mention them in a future time. Because we had to decide. It was a big list, and we had to decide, okay, are they more 80s or 70s? Are they more 60s or more 70s? And so we looked, we went through their number of charting hits and mm-hmm. said, okay, they had more hits in this era than another it's era. Like so let's move them out. Prominence, maybe not introduction, sometimes introduction, but prominence of fame. Yes. Yes. And influence. Yeah. Like, well, as we always say with these kind of bracket shows, it's, uh, we say it's 33% performance, mm-hmm. 33% impact. And 34% personal taste. And sometimes fighting skills if you're Helga Sinclair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like as a kid, uh, I grew up listening to both sides. And like I had my, you know, my, my older brother, he li- my older brothers had listened to classic rock. My sister mm-hmm. lived in 80s new wave. And so I got both worlds. It's but good I mix. definitely lean more towards 80s new wave. Yeah. But I still have my favorites here in the 70s. Right. And I do feel like though, having listened to 70s music almost exclusively for the last couple weeks... I, I have a new appreciation Doesn't for it, it make you miss rock and roll? Like, doesn't it, it make you does. wish rock and roll existed at this well, point? Okay, so I was listening to all these songs mm-hmm. with, like, these intricate guitar riffs and drum solos. Falsetto. Flutes. Like, yeah. you're getting all this stuff. And then I, I got in the car, and the radio came on, and it was some... I won't say which one it is, but it was a modern hit. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it, and I'm like... There's nothing to this. Everything is like balanced. It sounds like normal and routine. Yeah. It's the same basic. Like there's no dynamics. Yeah. And then I just felt my sideburns start to grow and I started to smell like hemp. <laughs> Did you get a Levi jacket all of a sudden? It just, just appeared on <laughs> yeah. me. All these patches. What are they doing here? <laughs> but that's what it felt like. Yeah. And so it was just fun to see that. It's fun to, to go through this and listen to all these and learn a lot about these bands. In fact, I do have 54 pages of notes. Wow. Mercy. And for 64 bands, I think that's pretty good. That's not even a page per band. So that's a lot, though, especially for a show that we're going to try to make as short as we possibly can. We are. And we have a bracket at BaconCell.com. Go there and look for our 70s show, this show, the first part, Mm -hmm. because we're only going to get through the first round here. And then next week, we will finish up the bracket and declare the ultimate 70s classic rock band. Yes, we will. All right. Ready to go? Let's do this. Let's make some enemies. Our first matchup will definitely not make us any friends. For our first matchup, we have Pink Floyd. 
We don't need no education. That's your intro. Wow. Versus Deep Purple. Smoke on the water. Wow, this is the first round. How dare we? Yeah, geez. Let's kill a darling. This is horrible. like it. Because, I mean, both of these bands definitely had an impact. So Pink Floyd, they're from England. They really are like that. You, you see that prism with the light going through and the rainbow Dark coming out. of the moon all the way. That is like an iconic picture of that 70s music. One of the most iconic album right. covers. But then you have yeah. one of the most iconic riffs in Deep Purple. Mm. That's mm. literally mm. every mm. Like, guitar player's first thing they learn. Mm. Yes. Mm. And both, mm. both sold very well. Deep Purple sold over 100 million albums. Even though the band can't agree on the number, they say. Yeah, well, then you look at Pink Floyd, and they have sold over 250 million albums yeah. worldwide. This is a difficult decision, only because both of these bands I have an affinity for. Mm-hmm. I think there's a clear choice, though. There's a clear choice. I just feel like this is so sad to get one of get rid of one band in this first round here. Yeah. Well, but it's going to happen. But the thing is also, like both Pink Floyd and Deep Purple had a presence and had charting hits mm-hmm. in the 60s. Also, by the way, at rock, uh, I think it's Rock Band. They, they have Hush by Deep Purple, which is so fun to play. They also, Highway Star is the opening song of Rock Band 2, which brings me to the stat that I will be presenting. I did a weird bit of research. I will tell you uh, the number of songs featured in a Rock Band and Guitar Hero. Uh, so <laughs> Deep Purple had five songs featured in the Guitar Hero franchise and four songs featured in the Rock Band franchise. Pink Floyd, none in either. Probably because they won't license their yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was yet. a licensing No, issue. mostly because it needs to be a full album of yeah. Guitar Hero. You can't just go for one song. Exactly. We, we should also clarify that we, when we say rock, it is a broad term. Like mm-hmm. we are going to have some country rock and folk rock and okay. progressive rock. Yes. So I'm going to play my hand here because I feel like one band is going to lose and it is Deep Purple. So Smoke on the Water, they didn't expect it to be a hit. So I, I want to give some tribute facts because I feel like I feel bad. They didn't Death expect it to, facts, yes. knowing, knowing they're going to die. Yeah. They didn't think it would be a hit, but it was. And it's actually a true story uh, based on how a Swiss casino burnt down during a Frank Zappa and Mothers of Invention concert. The band watched it burn down from their hotel room. By the way, Frank Zappa will be brought up a lot because he's always kind of around. He's kind of the specter yeah. of the 70s. Yeah. He's like just that background guy. He's the friend that everyone has stories about. Yeah. Oh, but, you know Frank Zappa? Yeah, exactly. Frank Zappa. Oh, Frank. So yeah, Deep Purple is going to be kicked off, I believe. Even though, Ken, in 1973, the Guinness Book of World Records listed them as the Globe's loudest band for their uh, London Rainbow Theater at the, at the concert there. The loudest band. They said the Globe's Not the best band, band. the loudest band. And Deep Purple, together with Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath, have been referred to as the unholy trinity of British hard rock and heavy metal in the early to mid-70s. That's pretty cool. All these bands are iconic. Like We can't like badmouth any of them. No, and I'm not going to badmouth Deep Purple because I do think that they're a good band to listen to. Like, Yeah. Okay, as I was listening to this playlist, there were some where I'm like, just grin and get through it and just sure. listen to this playlist. And then there was these, these uh, kind of uh, oasis of like, mm-hmm. oh, that song. Deep Purple definitely had some For the next six minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's my definition, by the way. I, I've said this before on Big Itself. I'll say it again. My definition of 70s music is when people didn't know when to end songs. Mm-hmm. Because they, literally, so many of these songs just fade out. I they couldn't finish them. Our, our playlist that we made, yes. uh, which you can find at Spotify, and we have it on our website as well, BigItself.com. I think it's like, you know, seven songs, and it's like, you know, eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> yes, precisely. It's much more than that. But. 70s music to me is if they can't put a G on at the end of their words. So it's like leaving instead of leaving, running, smoking. Yeah. Smoking. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, yeah. And also I want to bring up one last death rattle fact because yes, Deep Purple's going down. 
But uh, one of the members of the band, David Coverdale, when he left the band, he started White Snake. Came oh, from there Deep we Purple, go. From purple to white. But yeah, I think that Deep Purple is a good band, but I they can't hold a candle to Pink Floyd. There we go. Zach, would you say the same? Oh, I would have gone with Pink Floyd for sure. Yeah. Even though I'm, I might like Deep Purple better, but you just can't go against Pink Floyd in this. Yeah, you can't. So. All right, Pink Floyd moves on. We don't need no education. Now our next matchup, we have Alice Cooper. School's out for summer. Oh, so good. And Patti Smith. Because the night. No, uh-uh. Because the night. <laughs> it's way better than that. It is, but she has this weird kind of a throaty song. Yeah. The way she says it, but talented. Very talented. Now, I went through a lot of these and I looked strictly at like sales and I could see like, okay, Alice Cooper... He sold over his career 50 million records. Patty Smith is one of those where I'm like, I can't, can't find, find stats. Yeah. You and know like, why? Because I, who is this? But she was around, like she was songwriting oh, with a ton of people. The godmother of punk rock? What? Yeah. Very really? influential. I literally have never heard of Everyone this. at this time period or revered Patty Smith. Really? Yes. Yeah. Uh, she was actually inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2007. I have that almost, like, I see, I have yeah. the induction dates of almost all the Named people. a commander of the Order des Arts de l'État by France. <laughs> That's like sad to throw it out there. Yeah. She actually was one of the big source of inspiration for Michael Stipe of R.E.M. I would say every female artist in the 80s, she was the inspiration so for. Like, and 90s. Patty Smith and 90s for Pat too. Yeah, Shirley Manson from yes, Garbage totally. has said that, that Patty Smith was her inspiration. Are we given so many facts because we're voting her out? Well, I mean, it's I against bad. Alice Cooper. Kent, she has zero songs in Rock Band and or Guitar Hero. <laughs> 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 I, no, that's thing is like I kept seeing her name pop up mm-hmm. like repeatedly in connection to different bands, whether she was either dating someone or helping someone writing writing a song or they had like this. Argument she wrote a tribute other. to him or. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I was like, wow, she really had a big influence. But she's against Alice Cooper. Right. Who I feel like just that look. His, like his, his look face. is iconic. The, you know, like the, the teardrop type makeup or whatever he wears. He's he's he's. So iconic. Which is funny because he actually modeled that after uh, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Uh, it's mm-hmm. an old campy movie. And like she's wearing, this woman's wearing a lot of eyeliner and then she's crying. And so she has this crazed look as it's like dripping down her face. And so Alice Cooper kind of got his persona from that. Yeah. So, But I, I do think he needs to go forward on this one. Well, he has 12 songs in Guitar Hero and eight songs in Rock Band. <laughs> so, yeah. He I like also, Zach's voting. <laughs> he also had, uh, Alice Cooper had 17 charting hits in the U.S. Mercy. in the 1970s. Whereas Patti Smith, she had two. So, yeah. yeah. She's probably awesome. People probably like her. But, I mean, I feel like Alice I like Cooper that. is like that weird household name that you're like, yeah, I know who that is. Not but, nearly as dark as you think he is. Right. He's, no. he's, he's the wolf in sheep's clothes. Or maybe the, the, the sheep, sheep in wolf's clothing. clothing. I yeah. love yes. it. He's uh, awesome in Wayne's World. And he's just so articulate. Well, it's his, his stage show. It's, and we can talk about this in next show. But it's so theatrical that it seems like, oh, that's demonic. He's like the nicest guy. Yeah, he's. I've watched interviews with him. He's. Yeah, he speaks extremely well. Very intelligent did man. You guys, did you guys get this? I mean, Zach, you're a little younger. Maybe you weren't. You were. It weren't around in the '80s. But were you guys like taught the love? Rub it in, Joel. Well, that a lot yeah. of these, a lot of these '70s bands were like were like evil, like dark, evil, satanic yeah. bands. And you listen to their music now, and you're like, that's cute. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, people thought that Elvis was evil, so yeah. yeah. But if you, uh, if you rearrange right. the letters in Elvis and then remove an S, you get evil. And it's <gasps> and it's a sequel to evil. If you just evil, yes. evils. <laughs> He's evils. more than one evil. <laughs> no one All right. can hear so you. So we're sing. saying uh, Alice beats Patty. Alice Cooper moves on. Super. 
Now we have bad company. Feel like making lunch. lunch. What? what? Lunch. Feel like making lunch. Love. Like family make, friendly. Making lunch. Lo- love with is not you. a bad word, Joel. It's a very beautiful <laughs> word. Why do you say it is bad? Versus Ted Nugent. Cat scratch <laughs> fever. Do you have deep purple in there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I get it confused. So, Bad Company, uh, they sold about 20 million uh, albums in the U.S. and 40 million worldwide. Ted Nugent, around 30 million. Yeah. Ted Nugent, he's not my favorite. I feel like I start growing a mullet anytime <laughs> the music kind of comes Nugent on. Ted Nugent is the kid rock of the 70s. Totally. That's so <laughs> and, terrible. And, and he's not very well liked now by a no, lot of no, people. No, he's, no. He's got some very uh, deep political beliefs. And, yeah. And good for him for being passionate, but... It just comes off as abrasive. But, and I think his music is a little bit abrasive as well. Oh, to- it was intended to be so. Yeah. I, I do feel like Bad Company kind of has some issues with their lyrics because like there's like no subtlety whatsoever. Like feel like making lunch <laughs> for the <laughs> last three love. minutes of that song is just like in your face. No, but that's, it's the 70s because they were... I'm sorry to say this. I'm going to family yeah. friendly myself. They Ooh. were too high to know when to end the song. <laughs> that's what I feel like. All these bands... I cannot tell you how many but drug references. I thought the me, 90s had a, sure. when we did our 90s show, there was a lot of drug references there. The 70s it's, was crazy. It's kind of why it's the worst to go to karaoke night and pick any song from the 70s because you know when you're up there on stage and you're like, really? Four more minutes of the same line repeated? Can yeah. I end the karaoke song? Yeah, That's that, bad company. That happens all the time. I, I uh, have been a karaoke DJ and people do these songs and like, like yeah, I like this one part. For a minute and a half. I, I cannot tell you how many times I have like slowly turned off the music and said yeah good job just to get him off the stage so joel who are you picking to go forward well for this one i'm i'm gonna go with the raw data here so bad company outsold ted nugent by about 10 million right uh yeah and they also had more charting hits in the 70s than ted nugent i i feel like ted nugent was a big personality of the 70s but a cat scratch fever is fine mm-hmm. but it is kind of grating and then the other hits i was listening to i was just kind of like eh. It's a unique style. It stands out because a lot of these bands, I'm like, wait, was that so-and-so or Three Dog Night? You know, yeah. but the, he was very unique. It's just not my cup of tea. But I do like how, uh, I don't like it, but Ted Nugent went on to be a, like a reality TV star. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys remember the TV show Surviving Nugent, mm-hmm. where he brought celebrities like Tila Tequila to his to his ranch. Definitely and made a him, VH1 inspired oh, show. Oh, totally. Yeah. And made him like, you know, build an outhouse or skin a boar or something like that. Oh, and it was gosh. like, it was the weirdest thing. We spent too much time on him. Yeah. So I'm, I'm voting for Bad Company. He's getting kicked off. Zach, would you agree? I would go with Bad Company as well. Because, obviously, <laughs> there are three Bad Company songs in Rock Band, none in Guitar Hero. But uh, actually, no, there's uh, two Ted Nugent songs in Guitar Hero, but he's actually uh, like a boss in one of them. That's oh, pretty cool. Really? Yeah. So he's like a... He's like Does a, he have a bow and arrow? <laughs> it chases you around? Yeah, probably. So uh, both of them have a couple of representations in video games. Good to know. I'll still go with Bad Company. And now we have America. A band on the desert on a horse with no name. Oh, wait, not nearly as loud. Yeah, you gotta whisper it. And uh, Kansas. All we are is dust in the wind. I'm going with the love of bringing it down. Close my eyes. No listener, we are not gonna pick a key. 
<laughs> so America, I never, I didn't get the album sells with these guys. You didn't? Uh, they got about 16 million worldwide. If I couldn't find like the the easy, you kind of counted the platinum. Yeah, platinums are about a million. Golds are five hundred thousand. And so if I kind of add them up, I can get a rough estimate. Kansas, I have about fifteen million. So really close. So like over fifteen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, strangely, Kansas has not sold as much maybe as but America. Kansas is from Topeka, Kansas. America <laughs> is from London. America is not even from America. Do you know why they chose the name America? Because they didn't want to sound like... Well, they saw that the, the band Chicago was so successful and they said, Chicago... You know what's bigger than Chicago? America. <laughs> truthfully. Truthfully, based on Wikipedia. I heard it was because they didn't want to think anyone think they were British magis- British musicians trying to sound American. They wanted to be accepted by Americans. Ooh, That's I see. what I heard. This is one where uh, America won a Grammy Award for Best New Artist when it came out in 1973. They were inducted into the vocal group hall of fame in 2006 and received a hollywood walk of fame in 2012 Mm -hmm. i do think america has good melodies like the harmonies are very good here i I would call them the hillbilly beach boys i like that actually but like like no insult yeah but that's actually really true hillbilly beach boys yeah it's not like totally white trash but a little bit hillbilly i just every time i hear america i think it's neil young i don't know why it's that high-pitched high high voice band on the desert on a horse with no name good call whereas kansas I mean, you get Dust the Wind, you get Carry On My Wayward Son. America did have higher charting albums, but uh, there's nothing more memorable than some of the hits of Kansas for me. Kansas Ooh. hits are hard hits. The thing is, I'm looking at the charting hits, and like Kansas has 17 yeah. charting. And when I say charting, I'm talking like top US, 100. Hot 100. US or Hot 100, mm-hmm. and it, it's the top 200, actually, I included it. Oh, is that what you did? Okay. Basically, if it's on the chart. They had 17, America did, whereas Kansas only had seven. I feel like Kansas, their songs transport you to a better place. Yes. Whether you're driving or just listening bam, in your bam, room, bam, it's a better place. And bam, I do have bam, to vote Kansas ahead of America. We are going to agree way too much. We, we have agreed way too much already. I hope there's not a lot of tension here because I'd hate to be mad at you over classic rock songs that it's I wasn't happen, born for. It's going to happen. You're mad on every one of these shows. <laughs> but America songs are so chill. That's why they're not featured in either rock band or guitar hero. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Kansas uh, obviously has one song in Guitar Hero that we've we've already, uh, you know, referenced. Yeah. Carry for on my for me, song. I would say it's impact and influence over album sales. Like, it's only off by a million roundabout. Yeah. But I would say Carry On Wayward Son. I mean, it's you, so much. That's on, very you, much 70s. If you click on the radio to a classic rock station, mm-hmm. you are going to hear both of these bands reliably so. But you are going to air guitar along to a Kansas song. You're going to have more fun to a Kansas song than than an America song. Yes. They're nice, they're chill, they're good listening, but I think Kansas is more fun. Okay, so we're going with Kansas. And now we have Sticks. I'm sailing away. (laughs) Come sail away, come sail away, come sail away with me. Nice. Versus Steve Miller Band. Some people call me the Space Cowboy. (laughs) (laughs) Some call me the Gangster of Lunch. No, they don't. Some call me the Gangster of Lunch, guys. (laughs) Nobody calls you that. Because I'm a joker. Some people call me Maurice. Wow, we are not 70s singers, guys. So Sticks is from Chicago, Illinois. Steve Miller Band is from San Francisco. They're not even from the River Sticks. 
No. Ah. They probably are now because they're uh, probably dead. Six against <laughs> the chances. Lady, Lorelai, Renegade, Blue Collar Man, Babe. Uh, we, and here's the thing. This is one of the bands where they get in, they bleed into the 80s. You get like Mr. Roboto in the 80s like that. Mm-hmm. We did our best to try to stay focused on their 70s stuff. <laughs> you did. We, we can't well, they hit take... number one in 79, so it is on the cusp. Yeah. And so, I, but I'd still say they hit... Well, Six, yeah, Sticks had 12 there. hits in the 70s and 12 hits in the 80s, so yeah. it could go either way. Sticks had uh, two of their founding members. They were twin brothers, actually. That's going to take into account? Yeah. <laughs> Twins scare me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve Miller Band, they sold $24 million in the U.S. alone, whereas Sticks sold $54 million records worldwide. I could not get the worldwide for Steve Miller Band, but I'm assuming... 24 here it equates pretty well around the world right i feel like steve be. miller band deserves to be one hit wonders everyone so knows, many hits but everyone knows that record cover the steve miller yeah. band greatest hits with like the horse head on it yeah it sold 13 million albums so many it's yeah. crazy i honestly could go either way with this because like same steve miller, steve miller zach you choose for us randy get the joker take the money run fly like an eagle abracadabra jet airliner I I'll did. keep on a rocking me, baby. Oh, yeah. Bay. You, you talk about how we know songs. Like, honestly, I know so many of these songs from Guitar Hero, which, by the way, Steve Miller Band was <laughs> featured. Uh, three of his songs are featured in Guitar Hero to Sticks 2. Um, but I only know Fly Like an Eagle from Space Jam. Oh. <laughs> and I feel bad about that. Shout out to Space Jam. No, never shout out to Space Jam. Um, I, I think... Both are very influential. This is a tough choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to kind of lean more into my preference and I'd have to go Sticks. I'm going to go opposite then. I'm going to go Steve Miller Band because I feel like when I listen to Sticks, I do get mixed up of are they an 80s band or are they a 70s band? And maybe that's why I like them. Steve Miller Band is 70s. Yeah. Even though he had charting hits in, the, in two charting hits in the 60s, 10 in the 70s, 8 in the 80s, I hear because I'm a joker. And I'm, I'm a smoker, smoker. And, and I'm a midnight jo- Joker. Talker. Jo- Joker. Uh, I bought that album when I was 14 Abra, years old. Abra, and listen to that song. What rhymes with Abracadabra? I want to reach out and grab you. <laughs> oh, that, that's, that'll work. <laughs> Big old jet So, Joel, you chose Steve Miller Band. That is 70s. That is, that is iconic 70s to me. Oh, mama, I am sorry to sticks. They are leaving the bracket now. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine oh because the thing is i thought sticks sticks is a good band a very it, good band but it's for the exact reasons because the crossover with the 80s <sighs> do you know why mr roboto kind of kills them do you, oh, i kind of well let's pull them over there yeah uh, you know why i know that song though that the one you were just singing mm. is because russ uh, a friend of mine at quickwits uh he used to use that all the time as his buzzer in a game we would play yeah and so like you know you usually have these loud these loud kind of you He's know like, get your attention buzzers oh, and also like oh and people loved it yeah and i was like what is that song and so i had to look it up i have a really good remix of that song by the way oh man by the way it sticks beginning in 1972 sticks was releasing a an album a year okay we need to stop there the 70s were the best time to be a fan of rock and roll because each of these artists were doing one or two albums yeah, a year they really pumped it out whereas they like were. my favorite artists they'll be like every four or five tops Keep in mind, most of these 70s bands burned out, though, and a lot of them just like completely <laughs> fell apart. Or they apart. changed members like repeatedly. They were taking drugs to be able to make that many ba- make that record. Hey, it's, it's fine. Hey, no, it's ma- not Make it fine. for my entertainment. No. Take those drugs. No. <laughs> you guys knocked out sticks in the first round. <laughs> it had to happen. All right. Steve Maller Band moves on. Some people call me Maurice. <laughs> I speak the now we have the Doobie Brothers. Roll black water, keep on rolling, Mississippi moon gonna keep on shining on you. Versus Jefferson Starship. Fall me up a little 
You say foamy, you believe? You're phony. Phony, you believe? (laughs) You gotta fly. Now, Doobie Brothers... Is there a more on-the-nose name for a 70s rock band than Doobie Brothers? I gotta be honest with you, I was a little surprised to not see any of their last names be Doobie. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's a lie. Oh, Oh, wait, that makes total sense. I feel cheated. Uh, And then you get Jefferson Starship, which is an interesting story because that is Jefferson Airplane. It's like a transition band. That then became Jefferson Starship. That then became Starship. Starship. Who made the greatest song of the 1980s, We Built This City. Yeah. And nothing's going to stop I love how you agreed with that. Yeah, we built this Jefferson city. Starship, they only sold 10 million albums I could find of, whereas the Doobie Brothers, 48 million. Yeah, they definitely outperformed them. Doobie Brothers had 19 charting hits in the 70s, whereas Jefferson Starship only had 10, which 10 only had 10. Come on. Yeah. Only one band on this entire bracket was featured in the Star Wars Holiday Special, and it was Jefferson Starship. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> a good fact. That's brag about. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, I do feel like Jefferson Starship are good with like slow tunes, but also they can rock out as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't sound like either Jefferson Airplane or Starship. <sighs> it's weird how that band transitioned and how like people came and went. That's another thing about these bands, all these 70s bands. And maybe it's just you go on long enough, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But the rotating members. Yeah. Like some of these bands have literally have a separate Wikipedia page just to list everyone who's been in the band. Yeah. yeah. That is ridiculous. Some revolving doors here. Here's why I'm going to vote no on Jefferson Starship. Because the 70s had so much great album art. Jefferson Starship had some of the worst album art ever. <laughs> okay. It was like early paint. And it was bad. Microsoft Paint. Yes, Microsoft Paint. Yeah. So they are getting the no from me. I'm going to have to agree with you, Kent. Because I... Oh, my goodness. Jefferson Starship is one of those bands that I think I prefer Starship. Or Jefferson, Jefferson Airplane. Or Jefferson Airplane. Yes. But Starship's kind of that middle child that I kind of forget about. Like, not uh, the biggest yeah. fan of the Doobie Brothers either, though. What? Yeah. Sorry. I they, do. Sometimes I'm like, is this Leonard Skinner? I mean, it's good quality songs, but I'm like, is this? I want to hear Brothers? some funky Dixon Lamprey and Mama going to take me by the head. Don't you love the one song that's featured in Guitar Hero as opposed <laughs> to the nun for oh, Jessica Jefferson Starship? <laughs> I can't sing. I apologize, listener. Yeah. So we're, okay. we're knocking Jefferson Starship out? Yes, we are. Next up, we have Boston. More Boston. than a feeling. More, More than a feeling. I feel right out there. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't even try. I shouldn't even try. just let Joel oh. out the dry. <laughs> it's falsetto. It's I not supposed to sound Amanda. good. And then Chicago. Bum, 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 bum. If you leave me now, <laughs> they can be the very best part of me. Ooh, no, please don't go. Oh, man. Okay. I feel like I just romance someone so listening this, right now. These bands are telling no. the truth. Yes. Unlike America, who is from London, Boston is from Boston. Chicago is from Chicago. Uh, both these bands are pretty present in the 70s. Chicago, however, they they span 60s through 80s, probably even now they're making they're making hits like right now. As we're making hits? They're making hits right Knock now. Knock it off. No, they're definitely Chicago not. is a fantastic band. One of my favorites on this entire bracket, but are they 70s? And oh, are they I rock get what you're enough? Yeah. Because like having Saturday in the Park, which is like a nice easy song. It's really easy to listen to. I do consider Chicago to kind of be audio ambient a little bit. A little bit. They They're put me to sleep. Chill. I can see that. 
But at the same time, not saying they're bad. It's just not my style. But at the same time, Boston, they're good. I like them, mm-hmm. but they don't really scream to me as like big hit makers. They had hits. Like I said, six hits in the 70s. But the really one I think of is like more than a feeling. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Amanda, too. I like that one, too. Amanda. Yeah. I think Boston, one of the great attributes about them is their self-titled debut album. So their debut album sold 17 million copies. Mm-hmm. And that is huge for a first album back in the day. In fact, it wasn't beat until Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. So it held that record for a long time. Wow. Like, that's it huge. Well, also, also, they show restraint. Boston They're, or Chicago? Yeah, Boston, because they have four-minute songs. Like, that's yeah. great in the 70s. They, that is. they really are, um, I think, pretty radio-friendly, honestly. Well, but, you know, actually, the cool thing about the coolest thing I think about Boston is mm-hmm. the leader, Tom Schultz, who's basically... That's the weird thing about these bands, too, is, like, even though they continue and the, everyone rotates, I'm like, well, who really is Boston? Right. And I think it is Tom Schultz for this one. A lot of these bands have, like, 14 members in their entire history. Because he played the majority of the instruments on his debut album. That was hmm. him doing almost everything except for, like drums i think he did all the guitars and then he also worked for he went to mit the, the this band this you know 70s rock person went to mit worked for polaroid and then funded their studio time by his working at polaroid until they got big that's pretty cool it's pretty impressive is that a death rattle fact i don't know because the thing about chicago is like i said i really like him but i think i like 80 chicago more than 70 chicago because when i think of chicago i think of if you see me walking by Same. and those tears are in my eyes in fact, i feel they actually i like the rock sound more in the 80s than their yeah. 70s vibe but, but chicago this this is one of the biggies by the way chicago had one hit in the 60s 29 charting hits cow. in the 70s and 17 in the 80s wow these, this is a powerhouse. And they're actually originally... I mean, there's a reason they've sold 100 million albums. Yeah, a ton. They've sold a ton of albums. One, one of the world's best-selling groups of all time. Then why but do they Boston have... Boston has 75 million. Yeah. But why, why does Chicago have no songs in Guitar Hero then? <laughs> because... <laughs> Boston has three. Because it wouldn't be Guitar Hero music can imagine, version. Can you, can you imagine, imagine play, if you leave me now? Da, 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 da. So now. I'm throwing my vote out here. And Joel, I do want to apologize. And I feel like it is like the crossover aspect they feel less 70s and so i do have to give this to boston i feel bad because i know chicago is a personal favorite i'll give it to Chicago then and then we'll let zach be the bad guy because i feel like chicago is one of those bands that we're probably not going to put them in the 80s one because they're included here in the 70s Mm -hmm. one and they deserve respect great harmonies for sure yeah Uh, well and and just a great sound like they've had so many hits coming out of them and then peter satara even when he left the band and became his own you know one-off thing still made hits yeah Yeah. this is a great band is this uh is this bracket called the 70s adult contemporary bracket because that's what it sounds like of Chicago. Boston. Oh, wow. Oh, You're wow. You're knocking out Chicago. It's a, They're not like rock to me. The first rock act to sell out Carnegie Hall for a week. Rock. That's what it says in Wikipedia, the source of all knowledge of truth. I mean, technically, they are rock. Yes. They are, sure. Technically, Ooh. very chill rock. <laughs> they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Jay-Z was nominated this year. Calm down. Nominated, not, ex- <laughs> not inducted. <laughs> I like not being the bad guy. How can you do that? How can you knock out someone whose whose band name was based on the Coca Cola logo? How you have that look of it? It. I thought it was Cheers. Could be that too. <laughs> and even though that came out way after, you just knocked out be one of the biggest bands on our bracket, Zach. I hope you know that. I like Boston better. Expect hate mail because if you do want to send hate mail, you actually have to do mail because it's the seventies bracket. If yeah, that's true, that's true. And, you know, personal bias is coming through. I listen to Boston way more. I have their greatest hits album. How could you not listen to Chicago? They're literally like I got bored out there. That's all Chicago. Guys, guys, we have all a winner. We have a winner. I got we can bored. Move on. I got bored. All right, all right, right. Fine. Boston moves on.
And now we have the SES pistols. <laughs> S-E-X pistols. Yes. I am an August. <laughs> that was pretty good, right? <laughs> actually sounded pretty good. Okay. And, uh, and, <coughs> and of course, uh, the Ramones. Hey, oh, let's go. Hey, oh, let's go. Man, this, <laughs> that was fun. It was fun. The Cess Pistols, as we're calling them, Cess, for the family friendliness, Cess. for a 70s rock I band. We put them here because of influence rather than hits, because oh. they didn't have hits. No, they, they were big in the UK. Yeah. Didn't really make much of a splash over here, like chart-wise in right. the US. No charting hits at all from them. But they and defined an era. They did. And they sold around 4 million, out, four million of their one album. Yeah. One Never album. Mind the bollocks. I, I keep mine. I, I was going to say I kept track of how many albums each one of these bands made. Yeah. By contrast, the Ramones had 14 albums, three hits in the 70s, and around 4 million in sales as well. So they have about the same amount of sales, but with more albums. But Joel, did they cover the Spider-Man theme? No, they the, did not. Because the Ramones did. Yes, they did. Yeah. So death rattle facts for Sex Pistols. <laughs> <laughs> really? I Let's have, be honest. I have no love for them. I will say that right now. I know people respect them uh, for what they, they invented. Did. And the you, pogo, which is a dance that you still do at punk concerts now, yeah. jumping up and down. Yeah. But right? at the same time, and they are very influential in punk. They did kind of, you know, punk yeah, totally. started with kind of them. But, but like I, Johnny I, Rot- Rotten, Sid Vicious, like this band was troubled from the Johnny start. Rotten, you know why he has that name? Because he had bad breath. Oh, do you know why Sid Vicious is called Sid Vicious? Because Johnny had a hamster that bit Sid. It wasn't even his name. It was named the hamster was named Sid. And he goes, your Sid was vicious. And so Johnny Rotten called the other That's guy. That's your name. Sid Vicious. Oh, God. I do think, sure, they made an impact. But I do feel like the Sex Pistols aren't exactly ones that are people are still talking about today. In America. I, f- I feel like the Ramones is also very influential, but they're like kind of commercialized now. Yeah. And I feel like they would hate that. Yeah. Yeah. But now you know their songs from commercials. For, whereas there's a, a little bit more of an, an underground status to the Cess Pistols. Yes. Yeah. And I do feel like a lot of people like them. I saw a lot of posters and a lot of shirts with yeah. the Sex Pistols name on it. But, but not more shirts than you saw the Ramones. Or no. Dead Kennedys. But is it the Ramones or just Ramones? I never know. The Ramones. I think it's just Ramones. 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 Yeah. But we know them as the... Anyway, uh, well, we're, we're knowing Facebook. them as the winner of this of this round. <laughs> yes, we are. Sex Pistols had three songs in Guitar Hero. Hey, oh, let's go. Hey, oh, let's go. Hey, oh. And now we have Queen. That's all you're gonna do. Just Buddy, you're a boy. Make a big noise. I can do the whole thing if you want me to. And versus Blood, Sweat, and Tears. What? Goes up, must come down. Ride a painted pony, let the spinning wheel fly. Okay, Queen versus a band that nobody knows. If, if you can't tell what the songs are that we're singing, we have a playlist at bankandsell.com. Oh, yeah. It's a Good Spotify mention. playlist. Yeah. You can honestly go there and listen to all these samples. Or at least we gave like two yeah. for each band. Also, if you can't tell what songs we're singing, no one knows who Blood, Sweat, and Tears is. No, but that's they song. Know that song. That song. Yeah. And they, they also have, you make me so very happy. But <laughs> I do like that the name Blood, Sweat, and Tears came from when the keyboardist, Al Cooper, was playing with Jimi Hendrix and B.B. King at a club all night. And when they finally turned the lights on, there was blood all over the keyboard. Ew. Yeah. By the way, uh, also, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, they won Album of the Year at the Grammy Awards over the Beatles' Abbey Road. What? Yes. Wow. But this is going to Queen. Queen moves on. Yeah. We're getting yeah. it back. We're getting the back for you, the Beatles. <laughs> they need our help. Booyah!
Next up is Peter Frampton. Ooh, baby, I love your way. Every day. Yeah, yeah. And that was kind of pretty, <laughs> guys. <laughs> was that Big Mountain? <laughs> Versus Elvis Costello. Elvison. That was less pretty. My aim is true. Okay, so Peter Frampton is from Beckingham, Kent in England. Ew, and Elvis Costello is from Paddington in London. Ow, Paddington, you say? Yes, I say that. I love Paddington oh, 1 and 2. <laughs> uh, so Peter Frampton, 13 million in sales, about seven hits in the 70s. Elvis Costello, he had about 8 million sales and two hits in the 70s. So death rattle facts for Elvis Costello. Oh, no! No, he's a legend. He's an absolute legend. He gets my hipster award for every decade. You're, t- you're going to bash on Declan Patrick? McManus, the <laughs> real that name Elvis of Costello? Elvis That's his real name. No, I actually like a lot of his music, but it is definitely hipster type. Like, I listen to it all the time. Like, with Griff, we go on road yeah. trips. He's like, here's an Elvis Costello song. I'm like, that's amazing. What's it called again? Yeah. Whereas Peter Frampton is iconic mostly because of Frampton Comes Alive. Yeah. Like, that live album sold so Oh, that's so many that's a hit. I actually, Peter Fram- my, my introduction to Peter Frampton mm-hmm. as a name was yeah. on The Simpsons. I don't know if you remember yeah. that. When he was on that, uh, he had the voice box, do you feel like I do? And Homer mm-hmm. was like, you're talking like a robot. <laughs> yeah, because he's got that talking guitar. Yeah. But yeah Elvis totally... Costello, I don't really love his voice, but he sounds so S-E-X-Y. You know, like, it's just <laughs> romantic. <laughs> it took me a second. It took me a second. I like how you guys don't want to say that even in like an adjective way. <laughs> I, I feel like Elvis Costello for me is the guy I like the most whose music I know the least. Like, I see he'd imagery. It's like a Bob Dylan that you don't know the yeah, music as much. he's so cool. Like, Elvis Costello is so cool. Oh, Elvis kind of about. selling me on him, though. But I don't know any of his music. I could not name a single song. Allison. I think his deep cuts are probably better than Peter Frampton's deep cuts. Probably. Throwing well, and that I feel there. like I feel like Elvis Costello probably had a bigger influence on other artists. Totally. He was, he was an artist's artist, whereas Peter Frampton, I think, was much more accessible. Yeah, actually, David Lee Roth, oh, he's a bad person to uh, quote, <laughs> yeah. but said that all critics love Elvis Costello so much because they look like him. He looks like a music <laughs> critic. <laughs> That's true. And um, Elvis Costello was introduced into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2003. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no songs in Guitar Hero. Um, versus two for Peter Also, Frampton. there wouldn't be a Huey Lewis in the news without Elvis Costello because there was his backing band, Clover. Oh. Mm-hmm. I still what do vote. we do? I still got to vote for Peter Frampton. Yeah, same. Yeah, probably the right choice. But I feel like we got gave a lot of credit to uh, Elvis just Costello. I don't think we gave enough. People are going to be mad. Courtesy vote for Elvis Costello then for me. Just oh, sure. Think, yeah. He's cool. He's got like to win some people back sometime. Nobody likes me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and Peter Frampton moves on. Next up is Elton John. I just turned into Miss Piggy. Uh, <laughs> well, don't I, go breaking my heart. I couldn't if I tried. You started singing and both Kent and I were just like, oh, I don't know. What's happening? Maybe I don't like <laughs> Elton John. I should, I should lynch with goodbye, yellow brick. That's uh, your voice. Hold me closer, Tony Dan. Exactly. Uh, Versus, who's he up against? Versus, how do you say his name? Crochet. crochet. Jim Crochet. <laughs> Cro- crochet. Cro- bad, bad, Leroy Brown. Baddest man in the whole downtown. <laughs> sure. Badder than an old King Kong. Meaner than a dog. The world is a worse place without Jim Croce. 
It is. He was such an amazing guitarist, songwriter. Time in a Bottle is such a beautiful song. It's one of my favorite songs in this bracket. But where's the but? I didn't know this. Hmm. But that chart, that song went back up the charts again after he died. Oh, of course. Like every artist. I didn't know that Mm -hmm. he tragically died at like the height of his career. And then he had an album released just after he died and like all these songs. Did you read about his history and his family? Yes. His wife that got left behind and his kids. Yes. Such a tragic life. It made me so sad. And then I was listening to Time in a Bottle as I was reading it. Mm -hmm. So you better believe I cried. And then didn't it go up the charts again after that X-Men movie? Days of Future Past. Yeah. Uh, The songs, his songs are so clean sounding, so well crafted. I actually prefer to listen to Jim Croce over Elton John. Blasphemy. Mm-mm, I don't think so at all. I think Elton John has quantity and oh, there's quality there too. I, his songs oh, are so yeah. fun. They're so good. But that's the problem is uh, you get uh, Reg- Reginald Kenneth Dwight, which is Elton John's real name. Yes. And then you get Jim Croce. That's his real name. But Elton John spans. Like you get 27 hits in the, in the 70s and 20 in the 80s. Yes. Also, you have hits in the 90s. He probably huge has hit in the nineties. Well, yeah, with you, can, can you feel the love tonight? And candle, candle in the wind, candle in the wind, candle yeah. the wind England's came Rose. out again, right? Yeah. So he has. I mean, Elton John has sold over three hundred million records. He is one of the best-selling music artists of all time. If I grew up in the seventies, I wouldn't have liked Elton John. No, because he was so popular <laughs> and he's so goofy, so goofy. So yeah, like the stage presence was yeah. just so, crazy. So I, I made this comment earlier, but I mean, is is Elton John rock? Or is he like pop? Depends There's a ton on of the rock song. There. Yeah. That's the thing. Like you get you get something like Crocodile Rock and you feel like you're back in the 50s. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? That's the thing. It's, it, it's but Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. So yes. much. Saturday. That's true. Saturday. Saturday. That's true. That's a great song. But the question I guess we got to have to ask ourselves is who feels more 70s rock? I, huh, I think I'm giving potential the potential vote to Jim. Because I feel like he is more seventies, but you can't knock out Elton John. <sighs> I will. I will put this on Joel then, because I love Elton John, and okay. I will say Elton John. I'm Wait, going Jim. You didn't put that on me because I just I voted for Elton. Are you John sure? You did. No, you said you were the one that did it. Fine, I, then I said it. you can't vote out Elton no, John. No, look, it's the right choice to make as far as legendary status goes. But I feel like if Jim Croce were still uh, had still lived beyond the seventies as a songwriter, he would have impacted music even more. Well, and he, I was going to say his death was one of those tragic ones, airplane crash mm-hmm. where it was like, he was just flying somewhere yeah. and then the plane crashed. And, and I'm biased because my mom used to teach guitar and she'd play yeah. a lot of Jim songs. Unfortunately, so, yeah. no songs in guitar hero. I do want to give a fact about Jim Croce before we let him go. Yeah. Uh, because I, there's a story where when he got married, his in-laws gave him a wedding gift of $500 which was so he could get make his album and produce it and then get that dream out of his head so he could move on with his life. Oh, wow. But it ended up selling every single copy of his album. Like he he was a success because yeah. of that. I thought that was a fun little thing for him. I, I feel like based on what you're saying that I, I want to know his music better. You I, should. I just, I don't. Yeah. And how In can fact, you... And how can chance, you av- it's beautiful. Yeah. How can you avoid Elton John's music? Yeah, you can't. You know, that's the thing. Like, I mean, he's still I, I saw the, the movie shouldn't. Rocket Man. Yeah. And didn't realize I knew every single song in the movie. Right. You know, yeah. so I, it's tough, to, tough for me to say anything other. Yeah. Elton John moves on. All the clothes are time to dance. Now we have Cheap Trick. I want, want you, you to want me. Versus Kiss. I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. Joel, I have to say up front, I 
really am upset with you for this matchup. Because you like both Cheap Trick I and am, Kiss. These are two of my top bands. I grew up with them. My dad's a huge Kiss fan. My dad's a huge Cheap Trick fan. This hurts. I'm this sorry. Hurts. You know, I did. I did show you the bracket beforehand and ask if you wanted to make any changes. You remember that, right? <laughs> I you do. Did. I do. And, and, we and you it. got hurt back then and let it happen. I will leave it. Cheap you. Trick would be such a well. They're both. They both be so fun to see in concert. Cheap Trick feels like such a, a cool party band. They were yeah. like the LMFA of, of their time. Their basically. album Live at Budokan. It's like one of the best live Budicon? albums of all time. <laughs> yeah, I want to no, go. That's to the thing. So Cheap Trick. <laughs> Cheap Trick kept trying. Like they got you know kind of minimal success, and they were about kind of done honestly and then they recorded this live album in japan mm-hmm. and the people loved them in japan and so they went there and recorded this this live thing there and it was supposed to just be for japanese people but then america got a hold of the album and all of a sudden they became a huge success because of that concert in japan and it was almost like the laugh track on a sitcom where like people heard them Having yeah, fun, right? Because like, oh, it, it feels unrehearsed. Like well, yeah. no, like I did not, did not, did not see, see you crying. You hear the crowd go crying, crying, crying. Uh, feels more eighties. Cheap trick. Maybe Actually, more of the hits. Maybe that's why we're I like them. In the eighties. Maybe that's why I like them. Well, and my problem here is that I, I really like Cheap Trick. I like I, Cheap Trick more than Kiss. One, one of who my overshadows their music. One of my favorite songs of all time is Cheap Trick's cover of "Don't Be Cruel" by Elvis. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. Like, that was one of my first musical memories of like, I love this song. But, but that's Surrender. 80s. Surrender and Surrender is one of those ones I really didn't get to know until Rock Band. So yeah, maybe because well, it was one of the easier songs. They also the- sing the theme song to that 70s show. Yeah. Yeah. I did read that. They, uh, Cheap Trick has five songs on Guitar Hero. Yeah. So we have 19 studio albums from, from uh, Cheap Trick. We have 20 studio albums from Kiss. So they're right around the same. Five hits. And th- here's the thing. Cheap Trick had five hits in the 70s and nine in the 80s. Okay. Whereas Kiss... Had 15 in the 70s and 10 in the 80s. Lots of dirty titles in there. In there. <laughs> hey, we're not really going to mention no. them. Yeah, no, Detroit we Rock City. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rocks are the worst. Kiss, I know the name of all four original members. Do you? Yes. Go. Gene Simmons. Yes. Paul Stanley. Yes. Peter Chris. Yes. And Ace Freely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Ding, 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 ding. I was Didn't you look at my I notes? Was, I was checking you. I didn't need I to. I don't. I, oh, the, hold on. Starman. The cat. Catman. Or whatever. Now, nope. name one band member of Cheap Trick without looking your notes. Nope. Nope. One of them's named Robin. <laughs> sure. I know that. Well, I'm looking now. This is, is painful, but it's the choice here is Kiss. They're enormous. Okay. They're, I think they're, they're live super presence. tacky. Their live presence, though, changed concerts. <laughs> they did. Now, what I was going to say is Cheap Trick, I felt changed with the times. Like, they became mm-hmm. a more 80s band in yeah. the 80s. I feel like Kiss was a 70s band and has continued to be a 70s band even when they got into the 80s. Every farewell tour is still the 70s. <laughs> Every farewell. So many farewell <sighs> tours. And I, I debated on whether to keep Cheap Trick on this one or the other one. But with Surrender and I Want You to Want Me, like, those were very really fun songs. 70s songs. Yeah. And they did. They, they they had multiple hips in, in each decade, but but did they have ten songs in Guitar Hero? <laughs> I can't I can't get enough. <sighs> it, for works. me, the choice is, is Kiss. I love them both, but I have to go with Kiss. They're they're too important to live performing music. All right, Kiss uh, moves on. And now we have Emerson Lake and Palmer. Ooh, lucky man. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> You're beautiful. <laughs> Versus Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Teach your children well. 
Your father's heck. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes we wonder if we go too family friendly. I don't think it's our opinions that discredit us. I think it's our singing of these oh, songs. Totally, yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the law firm of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer formed in 1970. <laughs> it's a super group. It just feels like a law firm name. ELP. That's just pretentious. <laughs> uh, by the way, there was a running gag in the 70s where they, there's a popular joke that says, how do you spell pretentious? E-L-P. Oh. People didn't think they were that great. They were kind of snobbish and their music was snobbish. That song, Lucky Man, is four and a half minutes. It feels like it's 40 minutes. Yeah. Emerson Lake and Palmer has an estimated 48 million records sold worldwide. Whereas Crosby, Stills, and Nash... Uh, combining both, well, okay, so you have Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Yes. Yeah, I thought they Young. were a 60s band. Well, they, they had two charting jumps in back the 60s. Forth. They had seven in the 70s, but they have a they combined... Jumped back and forth between the 60s and the 70s? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. they did. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of drugs. LSD's it can make you travel in man. time. So uh, in between the sales of the, the quartet, the trio, <laughs> the duo, and the solo of Crosby, Stills, and Nash incarnations, yeah. they've sold over 70 million. You'd have to be a time traveler to sell this many albums, I think. <sighs> yeah, I... Um, I'll can, go first on this one because... It's easy. Well, I, I don't know. Is it easy? It's easy. Because I... Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young is like... My dad loves the harmonies on that, so we got mm-hmm. that played a lot. He prefers Crosby, Stills & Nash to Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Same, And so... But he uh, I played him around the house. The, the song Teach Your Children really does remind me of my dad. He used to play that really? on his guitar. So I've got to vote for Crosby, Stills, and Nash Young because it feels much more like paternal almost. Yes. And Our House is such a great song. Yeah. Although so, it was also used in a cookie commercial. Was it? I think for Toll House Cookies, if I remember right. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> I have association with Toll House Cookies and Our House. For me, it's, it's CSN very, very, very takes time. over ELP. So I think they're going ahead. Yeah. Even though, Kent, even though that Nintendo's first game composer cited ELP as a major influence on his work and Nobuo Uematsu has said that his that ELP was his Wait. source of influence for Final Fantasy. Because he scored Final Fantasy 1 through 10, I believe. Oh, no. You just voted him out. Kent hates Final Fantasy. No, I don't. I love it. It made me cry. Crosby Stills Nash & Young goes on. Sorry, Final Fantasy. Teach your children well. And our next matchup is The Grateful Dead. Hey guys, let's just jam. Why is this dueling banjos all of a sudden? 20 minutes later. Versus Judas Priest. Breaking the law, breaking the law. Breaking the law, breaking the law. Can we just vote them both out? Oh, I'm so sorry. How Judas Priest. How dare you? Don't use that as an expletive. Do you understand what Judas Priest has done to the leather industry? I believe it. Grateful Dead from San Francisco. Judas Priest from Birmingham, England. Grateful Dead had such hits as Uncle John's Band, Truckin', One More Saturday Night, Dancing in the Streets, Good Lovin'. It's weird, though, because like they had this huge influence in the in late 60s, early, yeah. early 70s. But I really know them from like after Jerry Garcia had his like heart attack and mm-hmm. then had the recovery and the I will get by. Yeah. I loved that song. And I was it's like, a good oh one. yeah, Grateful Dead. They're cool. It's more a style thing. It's more a concert thing. In fact, they've never been all that successful with album sales. Just the fact that they have 9,000 albums, but it's more yeah. their, their concerts. 9,000. They have 13 studio albums. Yeah. But their live albums as well, they sell. Well, so they, they let a thing where they said, oh yeah, if you want to record the album, yeah. go ahead. Or, right. Excuse me. If you want to record the concert, go ahead. They had recording sections where you could just, because people were like breathing their microphones and tapes everywhere. And they're like, no, you have to be behind this thing. And it became a whole thing where they're like, yeah, just record it. Whatever, dude. Whatever, man. It's funny. The Judas Priest is what I felt like, what I always picture Black Sabbath to sound like. 
even because I think Black Sabbath has a much cleaner sound than Judas Priest. Yeah. But they are definitely heavy metal that I never cared for and still don't. But the thing is, they definitely have that kind of metal sound where it's they like do. they're like, I'm growling down here and all of a sudden. Ah! <laughs> like I when I had our playlist on, like I, I had our sampler playlist on uh-huh. and the songs were on random and it was kind of like, yeah, kind of jamming in the background, bob my head. And that came on and I stopped and just kind of my eyes went wide like. I feel like I'm being possessed right now. Yeah. My notes for Judas Priest are, are those sirens real or is it in the music? I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but I I do think Judas Priest definitely has to, they definitely have a fan base. Legacy though. They didn't have any charting hits in the seventies. One charting hit in the eighties in in the U S yeah, but they They were bigger in the UK. They had six songs on guitar hero. None for grateful dead. (laughs) But yeah, I'm I'm going to just for influence alone. Like the name grateful dead. Just feel and the fan it feels base. Sixties actually feels like it feels so sixties. That's why I'm going to go. But then with also, Judas Priest. Judas Priest, I think, feels more eighties. So I'm going to say Grateful Dead. As am I. What? Zach, are you disagreeing? Yeah, Judas Priest all the way. Grateful Dead moves on. Now we have David Bowie. Changes to face the changes. And if you mention Shrek, I will punch you right now. I won't. So I really like it in Shrek. No. <laughs> Versus Wings. Live and let die. <laughs> Live and let die. So uh, David Bowie, obviously. He's a Bowie. household name. Yeah. David Bowie. Bowie's in space. <laughs> and then Wings is led by Paul McCartney from the a Beatles. household name. Yeah. And, and Wings is like his next... After he left the Beatles, he went to Wings. And there are some really good Wings songs that you might not even know is Wings. Oh, I'll tell you what's a great Wings song. Yeah. The best Christmas song of all time. Not a Wings song. Wah, 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 wah. That's a solo song. Thank you wah, very much. Did he sing it with Wings? Uh-uh. <gasps> I, was uh, so I will happy. say Wings, wonderful uh-uh. Christmas time. Uh-uh. It's Paul McCartney. Well, I was going to vote them ahead, but now I'm not going to. Thanks Good. a lot, Joel. Well, this is a different... This is big band. It's not, because Wings had so much turnover in their band. One guitarist left, and he said Wings was never a real band. Like, he's saying... Paul McCartney had us there to kind of just play instruments, yeah. and that's about it. It's like the Beatles off. But shoot. at the same time, they had seven albums in, from 1971 to 1981, mm-hmm. 21 charting hits in the 70s. It's true. They sold 35 million albums, and David Bowie sold 150 But million. he also had, uh, David Bowie had one hit in the 60s, 11 hits in the, eight, in the 70s, and 14 in the 80s. I, I David feel Buddy's like... David one of those spanning ones. But yeah, he, he's iconic. Where Wings only exists pretty much in the 70s. But David Bowie has different versions of himself that exist throughout time. He does. David Bowie created the 1970s. I feel like his style. I think time did that. His style, <laughs> the time travel. I feel like his style just defined the era in many ways. He changed music. He did well. I mean, he was Ziggy Stardust in, yeah. the, seven, in the early seventies. Became the Thin White Duke in the late seventies. Yeah. Like these these personas that definitely encapsulated that. Mm-hmm. Wings is one of those that I was surprised by how many songs I knew by Wings. I yeah, really was totally. I'm right there with you. Do you like it? How it takes three minutes to get into band on the run for that song to get good. Cat on the rug. (laughs) Is that your own weird Al version? That was (laughs) my niece. She thought it was cat on the rug. Uh, Both bands, or I guess both acts here uh, have four songs in guitar hero. Oh, really? Yeah. Which way you going, Kent? Oh, I already chose David Bowie. Bowie. Joel, this is not easy for me. Yeah, it should be. 
Because David Bowie does from Royal 80s to me. Like Modern Love and Labyrinth. That's my David Modern Bowie Love, era. Um, f- uh, fame. Fame. That was 70s. That, what was that, 70s? I'm pretty sure. Okay. You're, uh, fame. I'm gonna live. Nope. It's not him. Uh, <laughs> fame was 70s. It hit number one. Oh, awesome. This is difficult for me. Because Wings is more 70s. I guess. But I like David Bowie, Bowie more. would probably be China Girl, right? Yeah, China Girl. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go with Strictly by charting hits in the 70s. So I'm going to say Wings, Ken. I'm going to go opposite you. So the end of the So okay. you're going to give me Shrek versus James Bond? Zach. No, seriously. Yes. Zach. Before Shrek, you make a bet. One's in Shrek. The other's in He's a not, James Bond movie. Obviously, I'm going to go Bond with movie. Shrek. A 70s James Bond movie. <sighs> you scared me so bad because I, I know your Bond I love. love Bowie. Love Bowie. Good. But okay. this, is, this is so hard, though, because... I think Wings is a great act. So many good songs, but uh, you talk about like the transcendence and the and the impact. Yeah, uh, Bowie just has that over the over he Wings. Really, he looks seventies. Exactly. Exactly. And I do agree with that. I'm not, I'm I'm sad, but it, it's it's a tr- it's a close one. But yeah. Well, and and people did say that Wings was basically Paul McCartney's band, and everyone else was just lesser right. in it. And that's that's how I feel. And it was that was the whole with uh, Paul McCartney famously getting arrested in Japan for having a little bit of. Uh, Weeds, time traveling bag. substances. Yeah, sure. Uh, he got busted for that, and that was essentially the end of Wings. Like it was this public really? scandal and mm-hmm. this whole thing. They, their concert got canceled in Japan, and they had to go back home. And he was in jail for a couple of days, and that, they really never recovered from that. And it, uh, it was already on shaky ground. I sure. think that was the straw that broke the camel's back. But Interesting. Fly away, Wings. <clears throat> fly away. Now we have T Rex. Bang a gong, bang a gong, get it on. Versus Aerosmith. Dream on, dream, dream on, <laughs> dream on, dream on. <laughs> My throat hurts. I gave up immediately, and it was the right move. That's why Steven Tyler sounds like that. Yeah. Okay. My throat is dead. Everyone's favorite aunt, Steven Tyler. <laughs> so uh, T-Rex, if you haven't heard of them, they did have 12 studio albums and five charting hits in the 70s with sales around 3 million. They got the Hall of Fame of Rock and Roll in 2020. Bad oh. year, but a great band. Yeah. These guys are fantastic. Yeah. T-Rex? Yeah, T-Rex. In fact, their initial success was second only to the Beatles, but then it declined after their third album. So right from the get-go, yeah. huge. Awesome. And then not as much. I did not know their name going into this, but I knew mm-hmm. their songs. Sure. It was the weirdest thing. But like Cosmic Dancer to me feels like the perfect like Holy 2000s coming. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's like a coming of age movie song. Yeah. It's perfect for that. But the other band is Aerosmith. So Aerosmith has got to be the vote. They have to be because they had 12 charting hits in the 70s alone. <laughs> and, and, and an entire Guitar Hero game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and their the, own ride. And they have a Disney World ride. <laughs> and a video Aerosmith game. Aerosmith goes on. Yeah. T-Rex is less annoying. The, uh, I I, I went through know. an Aerosmith phase, but I, I got to agree. Yeah. I'm in an Aerosmith phase. I, I vote them so hard. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so you're wearing so many scarves right now. It's, I feel exactly. bad. Exactly. I feel bad making the T-Rex extinct again. So we've made it through the first half of the bracket. <laughs> so much like the 70s music, this is oh. going long. <laughs> this is our we don't know so when long. to end. Extended, so extended play episode. We are going to hit it on the second end of the bracket. If you've ever listened to Bacon Sale before, we usually go a lot faster in the second half. All right. Now we have Led Zeppelin. Hey, mama said the way you move, gotta make you swim. 
gotta make you move. Versus Thin Lizzy. The boys are back in town. Boys are back in town. Death Rattle Facts for Thin Lizzy. Just like that. They Dublin, Ireland. They sold almost two million albums. Maybe. Formed in 1969. They were a big inspiration for Metallica and Alice in Chains. They kind of feel like a one hit wonder to me. Really? Mm hmm. Oh, they had their whiskey in the jar, which was like a traditional Irish ballad uh, that they played a lot in Ireland. But they did have seven charting hits in the in the seventies. The one thing I liked about their name is they actually got it. Uh, there was a character named Tin Lizzie from. Uh, that's how they pronounce their own band name, right? Yeah, well, there's a comic over there, and they said they kind of made fun of the Irish saying Tin, like you know, he's a little bit Tin. Yeah, so Tin Lizzie. Thin Lizzie. I like that. Yeah. So there you go. Sorry, Thin Lizzie, but yeah, <laughs> real sorry. Wait a minute, but 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 it's Thin Led Lizzy had Zeppelin. three songs in Guitar Hero, and Led Zeppelin's had none due to licensing rights. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's Led Zeppelin. They're bigger yeah. than big. Like obviously, Led Zeppelin goes on. Hey, hey, mama said the way you move gonna make you sweat, gonna make you groove. Now we have Santana. Oye, como va? Peligro. I don't know what it says. Versus Three Dog Night. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Was a good friend of mine. Now, all of you are saying, wait a minute. But Santana was popular in the late 90s and early 2000s. Thanks, Rob Thomas. And 60s as well. That was his resurgence uh, with Smooth, with Rob Thomas. That was like a, that was his comeback. Oh, I Mm. love that song. But you get like Black Magic Woman. Black Magic Woman is one of those smooth 70s songs. Yeah. Uh, Also a cover of a Fleetwood Mac song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. We'll get to them. (laughs) And then Three Dog Night. Oh, man. What can I say about Three Dog Night? Their songs bring me joy. I don't know what it is about them, but when I listen to Old Fashioned Love Song, just an old fashioned love song. It's so familiar. Mama told me not to come. And Shambhala was, I remember what the, the van starting up in Lost had Shambhala kick in. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I feel like the effect, the influence uh, for guitarists from Santana is, is huge. Instrumental. Yeah, because he was so talented. <laughs> Guitar instrumental. Oh, it was a mistake. <laughs> uh, but he does feel removed from the classic rock genre itself, and I feel wrong saying that. But compared to Three Dog Night, to me, they're just going forward, and I hate to do it because he's iconic. He, he's one of the, he's one of the greatest guitar players ever, yeah. decade spanning. But and he, I was gonna say, he sold a hundred million albums, whereas Three wow. Dog Night, we're looking at fifty million. But, oh, charting hits. Okay, this makes me feel better about my decision. Charting hits, Santana had 11. Santana had 11 in the 70s. Three Dog Night had 15. 17. 17 in hits in the 70s. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Three Dog Night as well. Um, pity vote to Santana. That's good. That's, yeah. a good we choice. should give a pity vote I, to Santana. I like it feels Santana. like you're protecting like yourself a little bit. And we're but not just choice. voting no, on Santana. I like his music better. We're not just voting on Santana because Smooth was the most overplayed song ever. It was. But I was like I was like 10 when it came out. Of course, I like it. It's good. Let me alone. And I was gone when it came out, so I liked it when I came back. But I heard it was annoying. I hated it. Of course you did. It's uh, popular. All right. Three Dog Night moves on. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Was a good friend of mine. And now we have Lou Reed. Say, hey, babe. Take a walk on the wild side. Versus Bachman Turner Overdrive. Taking care of business. Wake me up. What? <laughs> you just woke me up with that. Yeah. yeah how about that? <laughs> okay. So uh, <laughs> Lou Reed is from New York. Uh, Bachman Turner Overdrive is from Manitoba, Canada. Hey. 
There needs to be a movie about Lou Reed. Really? His life story is insane. It's insane. He received electroshock therapy mm-hmm. like from as his a parents. Teen. Well, yeah. not from his parents. They d- decided yeah. <laughs> to give <laughs> him <laughs> to a place. <laughs> hey, son, come in the living room. Don't laugh about it. And then also, I mean, he had all these sort of issues where he he was in ROTC but got kicked out. He was and, in a doo-wop band growing up. Yeah. And it just he's had such a weird, weird childhood. And then even the song, Take a Walk on the Wild Side, I'm going to say something here. Sure. Did not realize what that song was saying. Yeah. Like you get that chorus of do, well, do, 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 and, then, and, then, and that beautiful guitar. Boom, boom. It's, it's so, yeah. I mean, as far as content goes, a little bit strange. It's weird because you think he'd be this hard edge guy. And I think lyrically he told the stories. His songs are actually really slow and pretty. They are. Like Perfect Day is, I could listen oh, to that every single that's day. That's a beautiful one too, but it makes me fall asleep. Does it? Oh, I, I love it. But yeah, I, I was going to say Walk of the Wild So is one we had on our playlist and I kind of removed it because I was like, ah, I think I felt covered. That's not family sure. friendly. Bachman Turner Overdrive, BTO, man. You get, oh man, so many good songs here. You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. <clears throat> and they had 13 hits in the 70s and they sold nearly 30 million albums worldwide. I really enjoy Bachman Turner Overdrive, so I got to give it to them. Well, I'm going to give it to Lou Reed because he was inducted into the Hall of Fame for Rock and Roll by Patti Smith in 2015. He's inspired Pearl Jam, The Killers, Morrissey, Lenny Kravitz, alternative music itself. Bachman Turner Overdrive kind of feels like a, a joke band. The fun music, but very, very short span of time. Lou Reed lasts and his influence lasts did he though because like lou reed's one of those names that's not really thrown around you oh totally shirts. totally for people that like care for this this time bachman turner overdrive is one of randy bachman's bands with cool party songs hmm. lou reed is satellite of love zach you're gonna have to decide kent uh, <sighs> kent you do know that stephen king is a huge fan of bachman turner overdrive to the point where he used his alias as richard bachman yeah. He was listening to them at the time. That's when he, wrote, like the, that's when he wrote the Langoliers, and that's a bad story. <laughs> <laughs> Lou Reed. No, you got to do Bachman Turner Overdrive. You got to do BTO. Hey, I'm not choosing it. It's Zach here. Yeah. Um, I know Bachman Turner Overdrive songs. I don't know Lou Reed songs. Thank you. So I'm like the everyman. I hear these things. Like I, I'm a two decades removed from the 70s. And you still know let's, BTO. Let's call and the guy I still who know. made it into the Hall of Fame. Let's yeah. do that. Oh, come on. The, you can't. Jay-Z made it into the Hall of Fame. He got Kent. nominated. He will. Let's not year. talk about <laughs> he it. Will as Zach said. You know it. All right. Velvet Underground. You're discounting the guy who was started the Velvet Underground. We'll save our Velvet Underground show. That's in the 60s. Uh, what is that? One of the most influential oh. <laughs> alternative rock bands you just Move got guys, skewered. Fast, faster, faster, skewered faster. by the audience. Okay, right. I'm kidding. I know. And you still are voting him out? Bachman Turner Overdrive. BTO moves on. Now we have Blue Oyster Cult. I got a fever. And the only cure is more cowbell. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. And Electric Light Orchestra. Yellow. Mr. Blue Sky. Mr. Blue Sky. Please tell us why. You let to hide away for so long. So where did we go wrong? Wow, we went really wrong. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> I was going to go with Don't Bring Me Down. I love that one. Woo. Uh, so Blue Oyster Cult, they had two charting hits in the 70s. Sales over 24 million records. ELO. You got 18 hits in the 70s and 50 million records. Most of the band members of Blue Oyster Cult were rather short in stature, generally about five foot six. <laughs> Why are you sharing that? That's fact? a death rattle fact for Blue Oyster Cult. Oh, you can't. Their get... song is incredibly popular because, well, Trouble it's a good song. It's a good it's a song, song. Uh, but because of the resurgence and the the skit, which is 
will never be forgotten. But it was in it was in it was in Halloween as well. Don't fear the Reaper was in Halloween, the original Halloween. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do it from there too. But yeah, the the older generation, our generation, probably really started loving it after the SNL skit. Yes. Oh, this is hard because I really like burning for you as well too. I'm burning, I'm burning, I'm burning for you. And uh, I, I don't like the lyrics. I'm burning for you, and it was so redundant too. I'm burning for you. But it's not, I just feel like they're not. You're more lyrics in that regard, but like I think the music. It's about the music here. It's the feel. But of it's music. so redundant too. It's just the same riff again and again and again. I love ELO, but I do feel like I like their '80s stuff a lot versus their '70s stuff. They had ten hits in the '80s. I'm gonna go for Blue Oyster Cult. Okay, I'm going ELO. Back to me again. Yeah. Yeah. Zach, I'm going to try to sell you on ELO. Okay. Not only did they have twice the album. Oh, oh you don't need to. I'll pick them, but go ahead. Okay, good. <laughs> it's not there. Okay. So I'll, <sighs> I'll, I'll show you why. So I uh, pulled up just a, a, a random list of 70s music when I was prepping for this show. And every time I went, hey, I like this song. Who is it? ELO. Oh, I like this one too. ELO. I think they have some variety. I really like their music. Blue Easter Cult feels like that. Like, like, don't fear the Reaper, right? Their most popular song. I only like part of it. Like, it goes yeah. on, First minute and and on and on and on. I think it's epic. And it keeps going. I hated it in the in the game, Guitar Hero, where <laughs> it, four of their songs were featured. Oh. But I do feel like I, I want to bring this up as a death rattle fact, I guess, for Blue Oyster Cult. Uh, their name came from a 1960s poem by their manager, and he said the Blue Oyster Cult was a group of aliens who had assembled secretly to guide Earth's history. Sounds like the 70s. And they put an umlaut above the O just to seem <laughs> fancy. And then everyone started copying them like Motley Crue and Motorhead and Queens Right. They're all like, yeah, and Spinal Tap. Okay, that's some influence. Yeah. Umlauts. Spinal Tap? Yeah. Fine. Fine. Electric Light Orchestra moves on. Mr. Blue Sky, please tell us why you had to hide away for so long. Now we have Leonard Skinner. Sweet home Alabama. What key was that? I don't know. Tide Whoa, all of a sudden I get the wrong key and get it called me I was up. I'm going to start up here. Sweet home Alabama. You got to get up in your nose. <laughs> First is the Moody Blues. Nights in white satin. 60 song right That's there. Oh, uh, yeah. in your wild. That's an 80s street. song. Crap. <laughs> what's the 70s what's song? If you can't even name one, this is easy. Bah. But they yeah. did sell 70 million albums. And the other band's Leonard Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> Moody Blues feels like a mom band to me. I just, I, man, I'm just looking at these songs now. These song titles have gone Like they're now, pretty. They're pretty, now, pretty songs. Afternoon, Question, Gemini Dream, The Voice. It really, I Question, know them for their 80s yeah, story and 60s. Your eyes. I don't know them for their 70s as much. Actually, they had eight in the 60s, seven in the 70s, and eight in the 80s. Oh, wow. So eight, seven, eight. So they oh. could have gone in any one of these eras. Sure. This was not their, their strongest let's one. Let's knock them out in the 70s. Leonard Skinner moves on. That was fast. Now we have Eric Clapton. I shot the sheriff, but I did not shoot the deputy. Versus Frank Zappa. Doesn't matter. I'm voting for Clapton. <laughs> but Frank Zappa's the buddy I'm that you always wanted Clapton. to have. He's the one that introduced you to friends at parties. Look, his song titles include Don't Eat the Yellow Snow, and I'm the slime. I wrote Don't Eat Yellow Snow in people's yearbooks all the time. Okay. <laughs> By the Very way, influential. Frank Zappa, he was uh, active uh, from 1955 to 1993. And he had 113 studio albums. Wow. More than any other band on here. I actually, I can't recall the song, but I really like hearing Uncle Remus, the song. Even though it's like the title's ridiculous. Frank Zappa is super talented. 
But I know him more by reputation than a lot I of do people, by music. Yeah, a lot of people liked him. But he named his children Moon Unit, Dweezil, Amit, and Diva Muffin. <laughs> I'm a Diva Muffin. <laughs> I I listen to Frank Zappa's but he's music. He's like a satirical rocker as well. He is. Like, yeah. Some people call him like the godfather of comedy rock, which I, I respect that. I, I, I Weird Al fans, that. yes. But at the same time... I did not like any of his songs, and as I read about him, I was not a big fan of him. Yeah. It's uh, the 70s. It is, but like, well, I mean, he's the one who his fans started a fire and they wrote Snow, Smoke in the Water because of it. That was yeah. a Frank Zappa concert. Yep. Also, during that, I think it was, was that same one? At one of his concerts, an on, he was playing an encore and autumn, audience members came up on the stage, and one of them was jealous that his girlfriend uh, liked Frank Zappa so much. Like, you know, she obviously had a crush on this star. Mm-hmm. So he pushed Frank Zappa into an orchestra pit Whoa. and almost killed him. <gasps> yeah. Kind of crazy. Sh- he should get the vote just because of that. No, I'm not going to give him a sympathy vote just because of that. It's Eric Clapton, man. It's Eric Clapton. I know. One of the greatest guitarists of, t- of all time. We'll talk more about him next round. Eric Clapton moves on. Sorry, Frank. I shot And now we have Rod Stewart. If you want my body and you think I'm sexy, come on, baby, let me there know. There it is. Let's Hang it solo. Versus Nazareth. Love hurts. Love strong. I forgot the next smart, song. Smart, smart, no. Smart, smart. This is why we don't have a a band. This is why we don't have a band. Nazareth feels like they would have one of those album covers, like their name would be spelled in those toenail clippings, you know, like all those (laughs) heavy metal bands. But it's such a light band. No, do you know where they got their name from? Hmm. They got their name. Well, Nazareth, I mean, I get No, no, I could get their name from (laughs) Nazareth, Pennsylvania. What? Yes. Which is cited in the first line of the band's classic song, The Weight. I pulled into Nazareth, was feeling how... Oh, they're Scottish, though. Nazareth, they're Scottish. feeling about half yep. past dead. That's where they got their name from. Love that song. Nothing to do with biblical stuff. Okay. Kind of takes the hair off the dog, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> their other hit, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, Nazareth is gone. I like the song Love Hurts, but... I always thought of it as an 80s song. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I... Yeah, I think you're thinking Probably of, a lot uh, of Love Stinks music. by Jay Jellispin is what I think you're thinking of. <laughs> no. But Rod Stewart is one that definitely, I mean, he had a presence in the 80s. He had 21 hits in the 70s and 21 hits in the 80s, wow. charting hits. Rod Stewart is one of the biggest powerhouses out there in music, and he was a 70s presence. So, yeah, I take Rod Stewart wins. Same. Rod, Rod Stewart moves on. Now we have Van Morrison. I can't do this. Wow. It's a very high nasal It's like a lot too. of scatting. It Moon sounds dance. like. Did, did you let the minions in? Or? <laughs> Versus Fleetwood Mac. You can go your own way. Go your own way. Wow. The harmonies. Guys, our harmonies are so tight. I backed out of that one. Okay. So Van Morrison uh, from Belfast, Ireland, Northern Ireland. And uh, 41 studio albums. He had 10 charting hits in the 70s, 50 million in album sales. Wow. Uh, and then you got over here Fleetwood Mac. They had 18 studio albums, nine hits in the 70s, 120 million records. Rolled. Van Morrison fans are known as Vanatics or Van fans. And they boast about how many concerts they've attended or how many tapes or records they have of his. Like Rush. Uh, Van Morrison has been known in the past for bad eating habits, but recently he's making efforts to keep healthy. Good for him. He doesn't like crusts on sandwiches anymore. 
The thing about Van Morrison Man is Man up, like, eat a crust. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing about Van Morrison is I was like, oh, brown-eyed girl. And that was more of a 60s. We are, we are taking that into account. Yeah. But in, when it comes to more 70s bands, Fleetwood Mac. Oh, yeah. No one of my favorite bands on Moon here. Dance, I like the song, but it sounds he sounds like a cheap Vegas crooner a little bit. Maybe cheap is the wrong word, but he sounds like a Vegas crooner. Domino sounds like a Motown song. So it seems like he's trying to find a genre. But yeah, so it's Fleetwood Mac for the win. And Morrison doesn't even have a song on Guitar Hero. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac has one, though. Good for him. Just one. Just one, right? Fleetwood Mac moves on. You can go your own way. Now we have Black Sabbath. Sharon! <laughs> I am Iron Man. I am Iron Man. I'm so sorry, listener. <laughs> we are. We apologize. Yeah. Versus yes. I see no good people turn their heads inside. So satisfied. I'm on my way. So high. <laughs> I don't like Black Sabbath. I, I don't really I don't enjoy Ozzy Osbourne's music as much. Whereas I like Yes. And I do feel like it's more 80s. It, it feels 80s to me more than 70s. At least Ozzy Osbourne stuff. So does Yes. And But I yeah. like Yes. And at, well, Yes definitely has a hit in the 80s with Owner of a Lonely Heart. Zach, could you actually tell me what Yes songs are though? Like, do you actually know Yes songs? On the Road, I think it's called. That's on Rock Band. I don't know it from Rock Band. I know it from memes. But Yes was hugely influential on Rush. So that's cool. I was going to say Black Sabbath had two charting hits in the 70s. Yes had four charting hits in the 70s. Black Sabbath obviously is the bigger band here. I like Yes better, but I got to vote Black Sabbath. It's Black Sabbath. They sold 70 million compared to Yes's 14 million. Joel, who are you going with? I'm going with Yes. I'm going Black Sabbath. Yeah. Mm. I, I think Black Sabbath. I like Yes better. But Round, I, Roundabout is eight minutes and 30 seconds. Dude, That's dude, longer dude, than dude, Stairway dude. to Heaven. But it's, Roundabout's so good. That's what I was singing. Roundabout's yeah, a good but one. It's, yeah. it's the same beat. Fine, fine, fine. Mm. Black Sabbath goes on. Now it's James Taylor. How sweet it is to be loved <laughs> by you. Oh, man. Tell me, baby. Thanks for t- what? <laughs> He's riffing. And Why is everybody James Blunt? <laughs> and Jethro Tull. Dun, 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 dun. Hey, Aqualung. Sitting on a park bench. I love that intro. It's great. Which one of them is Jethro? Yeah, I actually used to wonder that when people in junior high would wear Jethro Tull t-shirts. I'm like, who's that? that, that, Why are there multiple? They're named after the 18th century agriculturalist, you guys. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Actually, so funny story about that. Jethro Tull, they, when they first started, they had trouble getting gigs. And so they would change their name periodically to things like Navy Blue, Ian Henderson's Bag of Nails, Candy Colored Rain, so they could get a gig again at at the same place. Huh. And then they ended up, they did Jethro Toll one time, and then they ended up saying, oh, we like you. We'll come back. And so I said, oh, that's the lucky name. We'll go with that one. Wow. Jethro Toll. I really like the lead singer. I wish I knew his name at this point, but it sounds like he's singing into the microphone. He's not just in the corner of a room kind of just blaring on. Like he has a very distinct voice and I love it, but I'm not voting for Jethro Toll to go forward. They play the flute. They're the only flute playing. Oh, I feel bad now. 
But James Taylor, classic rock? It's classic everything. I think at this point, I mean, it is more mellow. It's so mellow. There's okay. even like orchestral like so acapella songs. Growing up, I thought James Taylor was like this nice old man dad type guy. Yeah. Holy cow, no. No. Go on. Lots of drugs. So many. Lots and lots of drugs happening here in his life. Yeah. Okay. But then, you know, he sang with the Utah uh, Tabernacle Choir. And, and, <laughs> oh, so redeemed. Yeah. Yeah. So classic rock doesn't just mean electric guitar. It, acoustic guitars are such a big part of classic rock. The ballads are such a big part. Yeah. And who writes better ballads than this guy? No. So, yeah, I, I vote for James Taylor. I'm voting for Jethro Tull because I feel like... Why do you do this to me? <laughs> I feel like... Why do you make the child pick the 70s songs? <laughs> I just feel like if you hear that jazz flute, the... In the middle of a song, you're like, oh, I'm in the 70s. Because no other era has decided they want to have a flute in the middle of their, their rock song. And it works. It does. I don't know why, but it does. And it's funny to me because he actually started playing the flute because he was frustrated with his inability to play guitar. And uh, as, as good as like, you know, mm -hmm. Eric Clapton or something yeah. like that. And so he thought that he wanted to do something different that makes him stand out from this. So he took a okay. flute and it works. Zach, if you want help, you can go with science. Jethro Tull has won one Grammy compared to James Taylor's five. He's in the Hall of Fame. Also, he is in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. He's a national treasure. His voice is like sugar sometimes. Uh, Zach, he presents you with logic. I'll, protect, I'll uh, present you with emotion. Russia's Getty Lee. Have you heard of him? Uh, oh, I got your attention. Hey, uh, huh? Don't uh, do this. He said about Jethro Tull, I was a massive Tull fan from the very young, and I hope that too reflects in Rush. I was mesmerized by Ian Anderson. His presentation was simply magical, and he delivered with such sense of humor and great style. Rush, we of Rush, saw it as a huge challenge to try and create something that can seem so dynamic on stage. 100 million records versus 60 million records. But Rush. Six hits in the 70s. Uh, is Rush in the bracket? No. <laughs> Who left him out? For the Zach, 80s left bracket. him out? Joel? <laughs> We're saving them for the 80s bracket. You mm, Obviously so influential, they're not even in this bracket. I don't know a single Jethro Tull song, whereas I know lots of James Taylor songs, so I'll say James Taylor. Okay, You've so you got a rush. friend. James Taylor moves on. How sweet it is to be loved by you. So now we have Neil Young. Always searching for a heart of gold. Versus Supertramp. Goodbye, stranger. Na, 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 na. Goodbye, Toby. Goodbye, yes. Toby. <laughs> Goodbye, Toby. I started singing that when I was playing, and yeah, I'm like, me too. Oh, sad. I was just thinking about The Office. Uh, okay, so Neil Young uh, from Toronto, Canada. Supertramp from London, England. Neil Young has 40 studio albums. Supertramp has 11 studio albums. Six charting hits. What? For Super Tramp. Which one's Canadian? The 70s. Uh, Neil Young. Neil Young goes on. And then 12 charting hits for Neil Young in the 70s. Uh, Zach did get rid of Lou Reed, so I'm sure he'll get rid of Neil Young as well. Oh, no, I'm, voting so we for, can... I'm already voting for Neil Young. Are you really? Yeah. So you, there's respect for Neil Young. Here. Yeah. Over Super Tramp. They were huge in Canada. They're not from Canada, but they were huge in Canada. Oh, well, and Neil Young wasn't? Uh, by the way, uh, Super Tramp, they originally dubbed themselves Daddy. That was their name. You. Really? And then they changed the name because they wanted to avoid similarity with another band called Daddy Longlegs. So they changed the name to Supertramp. Uh, the Logical Song is such a good song. I like Breakfast in America. Oh, that's a good one as well. Take a look at my girlfriend. Oh, man. Ba -ba -da -ba. I like more songs. And I hate I say this just because I'm not as versed in Neil Young. Mm. I think he's more influential. Give a little bit. But I, I like more songs from Supertramp. Which one's more 70s, though? That's the question here. Mm. Heart of Gold is so 70s. Always searching for... And it hit number one for that kind of song. Gold. Who are you voting for, Kent? Who are you voting for? I'm voting for Supertramp. Oh, Only because I, I, think, I think Neil Young 
is a fantastic songwriter. I think he's one of the greatest ones out there. Yeah. I but I do feel like I don't know, just reading about him and his life, I just I wasn't as impressed with him. And then Supertramp, I know more songs of theirs and they Same. feel more 70s. I agree. But you can't knock out Neil Young. Yeah, his name is sacred among lovers of the music of this decade. And he dated Daryl Hannah. Neil Young did. Still is, I believe. That's right. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, it feels like blasphemy <laughs> to take him out in the first Whoa. round, and I won't take okay, out I was Neil Young. Say, but no, he goes forward. Okay, Neil Young moves on. <sighs> that keeps me searching for a heart of gold. Now we have the guess who. America, woman. America woman. No sugar tonight in my coffee. No sugar tonight in my tea. This became a whole different mashup. Yeah. And the Almond Brothers. Oh na na, I'm a rambling man. What was that? Oh na na na. Oh na na na. Don't worry about lyrics, Joel. Lord, I was born a rambling yeah, man. Born or na na na. Can I confess something? Yeah. Uh, I didn't find out until two days ago that they were not the Almond Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I literally hey, typed it on a bracket. I thought the doobies weren't a drug reference. Okay. <laughs> so I'm right there with you. So, oh. And I love almonds. That's nuts. So. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the Guess Who? Canadian rock band formed in 1965. So I feel like American Woman feels That's a little bit. Funny. That American Woman is so much different from what Canadian about, Woman, right? Yeah, I don't think it would have the same punch if it was Canadian Woman. Well, here's the thing. Like, it's funny because you think She's of America. If it was a British band singing American Woman, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. But Canadian did feel like kind of like, really? Yeah. Is there that big of a difference? She lives down the street. By the way, I love the story of how the Guess Who got their name because their name was actually Chad Allen and the Reflections. And then there's a better such a Canadian band. No, but the label wanted to, like, this is the whole during the, the British invasion. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to create this kind of mystery over who it is. So they released this song as single as by the Guess Who, like, Guess Who It's Going to Be. Yeah, this is some, this is some Abbott and Costello stuff right here. I know, but then <laughs> as they play, as disc jockeys played it, they kept calling it, it's from the Guess Who. And then they revealed it, like, hey, everyone, it's Chad Allen. Actually, there there were the uh, Chad Allen expressions at this point. They're like, it's Chad Allen and the expressions. And they're like, yeah, we're still going to call him the Guess Who. So the band had to change their name to the Guess Who because everyone was just calling him that. You can't do that when the Who already exists. But Randy Bachman also played guitar and vocals for the Guess Who. So, I mean, Bachman Turner Overdrive and this band. I like the crossover there. Mm -hmm. Almond Brothers, they are more like jam band, right? Like we've yeah. talked a little bit about Grateful Dead, but these guys, I think their songs are far more coherent and the talent is uh, with the guitar is incredible. But they jam forever. They they're jam forever. One of those bands but just, no, like, just, just keep playing. Just keep playing. But it's like their fan base would listen to one song the entire concert and be happy. They are stoked to hear them jam because it's just musicality just coming out. Hall of Fame in 1995, they've won a Grammy and the Grammy for Lifetime Achievement as well. Uh, for me, the guests who have never really spoken to me, I like the guitar work in the Almond Brothers a, a ton. And there's a couple of songs that I just totally love from them. So I'm actually going to go with the Almond Brothers. Joel. The thing is, like, the guess who was one of the ones where I was surprised by how many songs, like, I was like, oh, yeah, that one. Same. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that one. Clap for the Wolfman. I was like, oh, yeah, that one. But the Almond Brothers just feel more 70s to me. So I'm going to have to go with the Almond Brothers Same. as well. Yeah. Clean sweep. Almond Brothers band. Now we have Jackson Brown running on empty, running on, running dry. And Steely Dan. Are you really the year? 
No wonder these were hits. Yeah. Clearly. The problem is, is they always do these amazing harmonies in 70s music. Mm-hmm. And I always try to hit the high note, which is stupid because I'm a baritone. I'm a bass baritone. <laughs> it yeah. feels like you're trying to prove it to us. <laughs> okay. Um, he's, he's fun, though. He's fun. He's so Jackson fun. Brown was once roommates with Greg Allman of the Allman Brothers. Not the Almond Brothers. Before they got famous. <laughs> which Almond was it? Greg. Uh, oh. Jackson Brown. He had 15 studio albums, eight hits in the 70s, 18 million albums sold in the U.S. You Steely Dan. Nine albums, 14 hits in the 70s, and over 40 million albums worldwide. So Steely Dan definitely has the, the upper yeah. end on performance. Steely Dan more talk sings in a lot of these big hits. Like he's kind of almost like old white guy rapping a little bit. Like you say he as if it's one person. <laughs> yeah, that's so <laughs> true. Band. Which one is Steely Dan? <laughs> Dan. It's Dan. Because there's like Steely John and Steely Jeremiah. Anyways. Hello, I, I'm, I'm Steely Daniel. How did it? <laughs> but it's it's more just like talk singing and then all of a sudden they bring in some Chicago for the hook. Mm-hmm. Right? Like well, it, Steely Dan is one of the most fascinating bands to mm-hmm. me because it started by uh, these guys Walter Becker and Donald Fagan. Steely Walter. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they, I was going to say, they wanted to be a studio-only band. They hated touring. Really? So like in 1974, in, in 1974, they said, we're not touring anymore. We're only recording in the studio. And he had a, a lot of band members got frustrated and left. But he had stage fright. He didn't want to be on stage. And so they were a studio-only band, which I think is really unique. Uniquely bad for the 70s, though, because usually artists made their career on tour. It's... Uh, I'm re- this is tough because I feel like Jackson Brown feels or sounds 80s to me rather than 70s. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. He had nine hits in the, in the 80s and hmm. eight and eight in the 70s. Like I would never listen to Jackson Brown to like rock out. Was Jackson Brown a country singer? Sounds like it. I mean that name. Jackson Brown. He actually did. He joined the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band for a while. Hmm. I'm going to have to go for Steely Dan on this one just based on science and facts. But Jackson Brown did date Daryl Hannah for a while. <laughs> I'm True. not actually a big fan True. of Daryl Hannah. And it's just like, it was two people who dated, two prominent people who dated Daryl Hannah here. <laughs> Whistling oh, okay. on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Everybody loves that. What about you, Joel? I'm going to go for Jackson Brown. Whoa. I'm, I'm just looking at, I'm looking at the songs here and I'm like, a lot of these, like the, the, uh, run on empty, of course, doctor, my eyes, like these songs mm, just yeah. kind of took me back to a time I didn't live in. Steely Dan kind of does that too, but. I don't know. I'm having a hard time. Yeah. I could go either way, but I'm going to yeah. vote Jackson Brown just to make Zach the okay. bad guy. Well, uh, none of his songs are featured in Guitar Hero. <laughs> However, four of Steely Dan's are Steely Joel, Steely Kent. <laughs> it's Steely Dan. <laughs> Thanks, Steely Zach. <laughs> are you reeling in the year? Showing away the time. Okay, we have Funkadelic now. Uh... Uh, I can't think of any of their songs right now. <laughs> and Grand Funk Railroad. We're, We're an, an American, American band. band. Are we in a funk off? This is <laughs> funky. <laughs> Joel, is I that allowed? I, I paired them together for that reason. It's Indeed. Funkadelic and Grand Funk Railroad. Now, the thing about Funkadelic is there was a band called Parliament, uh, which yes. was also rent. It basically the same band. It was like Funkadelic and Parliament were basically the same band, but one was more kind of straightforward funk and the other one was more kind of experimental. Yeah. And I have to say, having listened, they, they did chart. They had, you know, uh, seven hits, seven charting hits in the 70s and sold around two million albums. But I'm just not a fan of Funkadelic. George Clinton's a talented artist. Yeah, pretty iconic. And he was he was kind of leading both of these bands. But I just, the more I I listened to Funkadelic, the less I liked him. And then I listened to Grand Funk Railroad and I was like, oh, thank goodness. I like these songs. Yeah. So. And they yeah. are Homer Simpson's favorite band. Really? Yeah. Grandpa Grover is? Yes. He says so in the episode uh, when he joins the traveling music festival, Holapalooza. 
so Grand Funk Railroad for you, Kent? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll vote for them too. Sure, why not? Grand Funk Railroad moves on. Now we have Fog Hat. Slow ride. Take it easy. Versus Bob Seeger. I like that old time rock and roll. Oh, that man. kind of music just. Finally, we can bring our voices Joel, down a little. Joel, Joel, don't get in your underwear. Come on, stop. Got my, dun, dun, I got my slidey socks on. Your slidey socks? Yeah. If I hear that song, dun, dun, you want to slide. You want to slide. I was walking through a Walmart the other night uh, listening to. Um, this playlist actually uh-huh. and old time rock and roll came on and i wanted to start dancing yeah. in the walmart aisles uh tom cruise in risky business by the way if you didn't know yes yes yes, yes exactly yeah. There. Yeah. yeah yeah you can't just yell joel <laughs> jump in your underwear people have no idea what you're talking about did you see how many albums fog hat sold i couldn't find the number. around six million okay is what i was getting there uh they had nine charting hits in the 70s versus bob seeger who had 14 charting hits in the 70s. And 75 million albums sold. Can you clarify, though, where does the Silver Bullet Band come in? Uh, This is kind of like... In between, I believe. Starship, Jefferson... No, it's part of it. Basically, Bob Seger is the constant. It's mostly... But then you get kind of like the Silver Bullet Band joined them, and yeah. Okay. So, oh, man, Bob Seger... I'm putting my vote out there. Bob Seger, for sure. Night Moves feels like such great, like, night-driving music. Yeah, it's yeah. everything about it is really good. I mean, the seventies are great. But Bob, Se- I'm, I'm going to do a counterpoint yeah. here. Bob Seger had more hits in the eighties than he did in the seventies. He also had four hits in the sixties. But I'm going to say that he feels more eighties rock and roll to me. Maybe it is. Maybe it is because I think it's because Risky, Risky Business was released in the eighties. But, but then you also song. get you get Shakedown from Beverly Hills Cop and Like a Rock from all those Chevy commercials. Like a rock. Except for nineties, it pulled him into the the other the other eras. Whereas I feel uh, like Foghat is stuck in the seventies. Bob Seger helped write Heartache Tonight for the Eagles. I know. Yeah, I that's know this. Super seventies. Oh, it is. But that's the Eagles, not Bob Seger. He also made it into the Hall of Fame 2004, Songwriters Hall of Fame 2012. He has a day named after him. Also, he can run a mile in five he has minutes a day and five named seconds. After him? Yes. Seeger's Day? Bob Seeger Day. <laughs> Probably. When is that? Steely Robert Seeger Day. <laughs> <laughs> Steely Everything Robert. Everything's Steely in the 70s. Five minute, five second mile in high school. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but Joel Fog had eight gold records, one platinum, one double platinum record. Yeah, that's nice. It's not 75 million albums. That's six. So you're going with Fog Hat? I'll go with Fog Hat because Slow Ride, that's it's such a Slow yeah, Ride is such an cool awesome riff. song, but Bob Seger, man. Bob Seger's great. It's got to go to Bob Seger. Fog Hat is really fun to play on, or Slow Ride is slow really ride fun is to play awesome on, on Guitar, guitar Hero. Hero. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Stop, bro. Especially it's like, bow, 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 bow. Yeah. Bob Seger oh. has five songs on various Guitar Hero games, though, so <laughs> Bob Seger wins. And now, gentlemen, we finally made it. Oh. We're actually going to end this thing, unlike a 70s song. <laughs> We're going to end round one. This Wait, is our final after a matchup. guitar solo, then we'll end Oh, it. okay. Yeah, that's what. Uh, we, our final matchup is Uriah Heep. Um, <laughs> versus the Eagles. Welcome to the Hotel California. <laughs> really got really funky there. Okay, so Uriah Heep, I just want to let you know that they're from London, England. They had 24 studio albums. They had three charting Did you do this on purpose? Or were you like, I need some fodder for the Eagles? Well, okay, so Uriah Heep was one of those that did have, it, it, they have worldwide influence. Not big 45 in America. 45 million albums. They're huge in Germany. Yeah, they sold 45 million yeah. worldwide, probably mostly in Germany. Uh, and this is one of those ones where they started out as a band called Hogwash. 
and then they called themselves Spice. And then they changed their no, their name to a well-known character from David Copperfield, Uriah Heep. Because, you know, everyone remembers Uriah Heep. I feel really bad for this band because they're very accident prone. So uh, the <laughs> lead singer, Mick Box, he fell off the stage once in concert and he broke four bones in his arms. And uh, he actually had to perform the rest of the tour, like in a cast and painkillers. And it was really bad. And also in another show, Gary Thane was electrocuted on stage. Wow. Poor Uriah Heep, especially because they're going against the Eagles and losing immediately. Immediately. Yeah, there's really no reason to discuss this. Is no, there? no, yeah. um, because uh, really this is Kent's signature band, the Eagles. Why? Because of their awesome hit, Take It Easy. Take It Easy. Take, Take, it, easy. Easy. Take it Easy. The Eagles easy. definitely move on. Welcome to the Hotel California. Oh, two hours later. Oh. Well, you know, it's extended play, like we said. <laughs> but let us know if you agree. Let, print out the brackets. You can at BakeItSell.com. You can also see, if you don't know the bands, we have a sampler platter of hits there as well. It's our Spotify playlist. But then you can play along and let us know if you agree with our decisions on 70s Classic Rock or if your dad agrees with our decisions on 70s Classic Rock or if your grandpa, depending how old you are and listening, <laughs> let us know. All right, but before we leave, we'd like to thank our patrons. So from the I Am The Listener category, we have Lady Terry Ann Finley of Wigtonshire, <laughs> Sweet Bottom Cakes, Jessica Drought, Sean Sanquist, Just Plain Old Kyler, Jennifer Kilkowski, Braden Winterton, Babs, Alicia Bass, Adrian Gray, Glow Clan Daniel, Plot Twist Media, Adam, and Rachel Crump. And from our banking council, we have Nicole D. Hale, a.k.a. Hailstorm. Go Knights Go! Chris Anderson, Ryan and Marley Farron, Stephen Ross, Mats, uh, Her Royal Highness, Jessica Terry, our favorite couple of the Madsons, The Shadow, and Reverse Listener. Patrons, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And everyone, thank you for listening and staying this long. Yeah. You are, you are the reason we keep doing what we're doing. Thank you for supporting us. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing the Quick Wits. They're performing online for free on Facebook. For more details, go to qwcom or go to the Quick Wits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, at ShowtimeShowdown.com. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Instagram and Twitter at TumblingMustard. But more importantly, make sure on social media that you're following Bacon Sale. Like that Facebook page and follow at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. If you'd like to wear some Bacon Sale merch, you can get set up at tpublic.com slash Bacon Sale, where you can get yourself a t-shirt or a hoodie or jacket. And then if you'd like to support the show even further, you can go to patreon.com slash bacon sale where support starts at just $3 a month. You can get some fun additional content, some bonus reviews, some weekly-ish bacon bits, <laughs> and uh, other fun content over there. Patreon.com slash bacon sale. So until next time, until next time, until next time. We're going to make a lot of dads mad on this yeah, episode. Yeah, filter. <laughs> Hi, my name is... My name is... My name is... Wicka, Wicka, Wicka. Wicka. Bachman turned overdrive. I want to make... Uh, I want to make love. Uh, love is not you. a bad word, Joel. It's a very beautiful <laughs> word. you say it is bad? Yeah, that's a little disrespectful, but uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't keep that. No, you no, can't. You can't keep that. <laughs> that's, that's a behind the scenes, folks. That's, that's for you, Mr. I wish I could use that. Uh, Ted Nugent is the kid rock of the 70s. No, listener, we are not gonna pick a key. Can't we have another Stacy's mom moment? That just happened. <laughs> it was natural. You know what's bigger than Chicago? America. 
Some call me the gangster of love. No, they don't. Lunch. Nobody, Some call me the gangster of lunch, guys. No, nobody calls you that. Because <laughs> Twins scare me. Shout out to Space Jam. No, never shout out to Space Jam. Um, oh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fine. Hey, it's it's fine. Hey, no, it's make not Make it for fine. my entertainment. No. Take those drugs. No. <laughs> what a fool I feel like I just romance someone so listening this, right now. The, I like not being the bad guy. We're getting the back for you, the Beatles. Yeah, no, Detroit won't. Rock City. Ew. Yeah. But did they have 10 songs in Guitar Hero? Jump back and forth between the 60s and the 70s? <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> it's a lot of drugs. LSD's it can make you travel in man. time. Don't use that as an expletive. <laughs> Do you understand what Judas Priest has done to the leather industry? I'm growling down here and all of a sudden. <laughs> and if you mention Shrek, I will punch you right now. I won't. So I really like it in Shrek. No! <laughs> Wait a minute. But Santana was popular in the late 90s and early 2000s. Oh, you gotta get up in your nose. I'm a diva muffin. You can't say sing it and then do a solo, you idiot. But it's not a meme. Man like, up. Eat a crust. Why do you make the child pick the 70s songs? <laughs> that's Wings. Oh, that's Wings. That's Wings, you fool. I was thinking, Joel, no. Yeah. Are you okay? Did you hear what he just said? Yep. And do you think I'm here? We can say sexy. <laughs> say sexy. It's both funny. of you. Say sexy right now. Recorded. <laughs>